So what I'm saying is I do whatever Patton Oswalt tells me to. And and he in, is he is he my talks to you through the he Twitter. Talks to you in your sleep. No, in, in your sleep. In too. Twitter. In Twitter, okay. there are veiled messages that I have to decipher. He is my tiny little overlord. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics. This is your host, Charles Herring, and I'm here with my fellow host, Javier Gonzalez. Uh, hi, Hav. How are you? Hey, Charles. How are you? I'm doing all right. Today is episode six of season two. We, we just dropped the late, very late episode five yesterday, and we are now recording for the next episode and hopefully this will be out on time but i i mean it was clearly all hob's fault that i did not get things together to get the other one dropped so hopefully he won't cause me not to drop this one on time as well right well the reason why we're just now recording this one which was supposed to be recorded last weekend although i didn't forget our anniversary when i said hey let's record which would have been last Saturday, I'd forgotten that it was mine and my wife, my lovely wife, Julie's 18th wedding anniversary, and we were going out of town to a lake house and all that. And I was like, yeah, probably not a good idea to podcast on yeah. the road. It, in fairness, you didn't forget. Yeah, you didn't forget your anniversary. You planned a trip. You just forgot yeah. to tell me you planned a trip when you said, hey, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, let's do the, the next Saturday. Oh, wait, next Saturday is I'm out of town. Never mind. Yeah. My bad. Now you did. Um, you did tell me when I when you told me that I was like, okay, so we're not recording. You're like, no, no, no. They've got they've got Wi-Fi there. We'll record there. So tell the truth. You didn't bring your microphone, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah, because he he came back when when I was like, because I hadn't heard from him, and he said, yeah, we're still going to do it. And I I texted him Friday night, and I was like, we're going to. He's like, oh yeah, there's spotty Wi-Fi here, and I'm like, that sounds questionable. Well, I thought I, you know what, and I meant to pack everything up. I packed my laptop, which is all I really needed, but I completely, of course, we were packing. We didn't, we got there on a Friday and we didn't leave till Monday and we didn't leave the premises. So we packed a ton of Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, settle down. None of us want to hear about that. This is not that kind of podcast. Okay. Sorry. But I really did mean to pack the the microphone. Mazel tov. Thank you. And it was, but then when we got there, the Wi-Fi was one of those little Wi-Fi hotspots where if you were not in the living room, like right next to it, where the TV was picking up, Uh oh my God, it was terrible. (laughs) I mean, the TV worked. Hey, so since we last visited on the pod, I know we've seen each other. Have we seen each other? Yeah. We saw that game. Was that in between or was that before? It was, it was, it was in between. We watched the Mavericks actually win a game in the playoffs. Yeah. I I, Uh, I I think everybody... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, it was very funny. I texted our friend Jeff the lead to a CNN article today that said in his first elimination game, Luka Doncic steps up. The funny thing is later in the article, they talked about how he's played 22 playoff games, but this was his first elimination game. I don't remember him winning a championship. <laughs> And 22, right. 22 playoff games won't necessarily... Well, I mean, I guess you could for... for No? Do they mean a chance to... Oh, no. no. Have they not won a playoff series with him they, they on the won, team? They've won one playoff series, but they've lost... Okay. The first two years they were in the playoffs, they lost in the first round. One in five games, which he probably didn't face... Well, he did face an elimination game. He lost it. Because he got eliminated. I, yeah. Yeah. 
and and he even faced an elimination. Well, he did not face an elimination game this year, so maybe they were. Tra- it was just it just needed an editor to go. Um, you know, that doesn't make any sense. That's that's not correct. Right. So, and I think everybody knows maybe, but we're both based out of Dallas. So, and Charles is a lifelong Dallas Mavericks fan. I'm a transplant, and I'm a bad Spurs fan because I'm a. I'm a bandwagon Spurs fan, apparently, because now that they are not very good, I have not been following them very much. What's going on? You look confused, Charles. Oh, I'm sorry. That nothing. That the my brand new laptop has decided to. I I evidently was trying to get rid of something, and it said I just added some sort of browser Microsoft defaults that I'm going to have to spend the next two weeks trying to purge fucking Microsoft browser shit. God, they want you to use Edge, and it is garbage. Anywho. Yeah, Microsoft Bing. Instructions, steps two to install the Microsoft Bing onto Firefox. Uh, No, I do not want to do that. Good God. A little known fact about the the, the Bing internet browser. Uh The character Chandler Bing from Friends was the mascot for that originally. (laughs) Did you know that? Oh, that's funny. You're, You're an amusing fellow. Hey, so since we last did our last, since we last did our last, since our last podcast, me good with words. Yes. That's why people tune you know, in, how erudite the two of us are. Wordsmiths, man. Mm-hmm. Wordsmiths right here. Making art. The whole reason I suggested we do Wonder Woman last time and George Perez's was because he was diagnosed and sick and I had no idea. I mean, look, he was diagnosed with a, a very late stage pancreatic cancer. And since then, he unfortunately has passed away. And not unexpected, still sucks donkey balls that we've lost a great creator and artist. And apparently, from all accounts of anybody that's ever interacted with him at a Comic-Con and other uh, comic book professionals or professionals outside of the comic book industry, just a sweetheart, darling, great dude that was just loved his job, loved his fans, loved what he did, loved his family, his wife. So there's all that. Just, you know, just, just sucks. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, he, he had such a long career with both, you know, significant contributions to DC and Marvel. Uh, he had a, a run on, on Avengers, I know. He did, of course, Titan, Teen Titans in the 80s and then the Wonder Woman reboot and, and a bunch of other stuff that I'm just blanking on. But anyways, just wanted to mention that off the top. I Yeah, I when I was writing the notes for the last episode, I was... I, I at the very first when I first my first pass at the notes I mentioned well the first thing I wrote was in the late episode i.e. our late episode and then I mentioned George Perez and I was like oh wait a minute I'm talking about it. and I, I, I didn't mention that he passed except I, I mentioned him in the headline and I was like I can't do that and because then I mentioned that he passed and I'm like wait I, I called it our late e- episode and I did this I'm like that seems too jokey for <laughs> comic book creator who just died i didn't even mean it It it's just i'm just writing i'm like oh yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna have to before i have to apologize for y'all finding out what i did again i I feel like i uh i I should just correct it right there so there 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 was there was less me joking around when i wrote the liner notes than there normally is that i was exhausted when i did it so yeah there you go yes no like i said just one go ahead well Today, since I, at this point we have not mentioned what we're talking about, we... I think, the, I think we're going to talk about comic books. Oh, I thought we had, uh, last episode, decided this was a Star Trek, a complete and total Star Trek <sighs> thing, and I do have Star Trek news. I texted you the Star Trek news. Evidently, for the first time ever, Star Trek has gone fully woke. Yeah, and I think I texted... It was a Fox News article, of course, right? <laughs> yes. 
and I think and I think I texted back immediately. So pretty clear this person's never watched an episode of Star Trek of any series ever. <laughs> Absolutely, because I guess they're basing that on Strange New Worlds. I have presumably. no idea. What the, I, I have no idea. What the, I just saw. I just saw somebody. I, that was the tweet I saw, and then saw, saw, I saw someone else tweeting the same screenshot of that Fox News article. And and hold on a second. Apparently, is your apartment hold, hold okay? On. Is there a fire? I don't know if there's a fire. I was just telling you to hold on a second so we wouldn't be talking over this so I could just cut this out. But you can't hold on a second. So now everybody gets to hear the siren go by. So I'll just keep talking so y'all can listen to the siren. Thanks, Hoff. <laughs> well, hey, as your lawyer, when they arrest you, I don't want you to say a word. You wait for me to come and get you out of jail, okay? Damn, damn right. Because Ooh, see, they stopped right up. <laughs> no, no, they, they chirped at the... They chirped at Skillman and University over there. <laughs> in, in case people can't hear, it sounded like they stopped right outside of Charles's apartment. Yeah, no, yeah, that's because the intersection is right there with the traffic light. I could look out the window oh, and so watch funny. it. I thought I thought the board said that we had to keep on doing comic books because it's called Hov and Charles Talk Comics, not Hov and Charles Talk. So Star Trek? Did you forget what? With all the no, that shit. we have to talk about comic books because the podcast is called Hav and Charles Talk Comics, not Hav and Charles Talk. Period. That's true. So there's that. Well, the um, website is just oh, Hav, so, HavandCharles.com. Correct. So That's we can really correct. do whatever we want. That is true. But we I, I did, did watch read, the. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, we're talking. No. We're, we're being bad about that. I need to. I need to look at. I'm not looking at the thing. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Just you were saying you did watch. Oh, I watched the. Uh, we're we're two episodes into Strange New Worlds. Oh, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Is it good? on Paramount Plus? Yeah, I think it's great. Okay, it's, okay, yeah. Let highly me recommend it. If let me know if you're a Trek fan. Let me know when it's all season one is done, and then I will watch it. Okay, I will. Because yeah, I am not. Uh, I am not big on waiting for stuff. If I want to watch it, I want to watch all of it. Thank you, Netflix. Netflix is the best on that. Although Prime does a good job of that. Did here, here you completionist morons, go ahead and binge this and be happy. So although although Amazon didn't do that for have have you heard of or do we talk about Outer Range with Josh Berlin? You said it was good and that I should watch it. The, or something along that. They were releasing two of those a week. Well two, I think it's eight I, episodes I, total. Okay, I will say two a week is better because then four weeks later I can watch the whole thing. Yes. That's true. See, it's now all out, so I can uh, watch it. Okay, shut the fuck up for just a minute. So today, <laughs> I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start front loading this. Sh- I, I forgot to front load it. <laughs> today, we're going to discuss two comics. I suggested a comic from the '90s called Preacher that they made a TV show out of on FX a number of years ago that I only watched the first few episodes of the first season. Not because I didn't enjoy it, because that was when I made the switch from having cable to not having cable, and it was too much of a beating to get it offline. I may go back and watch it at some point. It was a very long... uh, We only read volume one, but there's a number of volumes. It was by the same author uh, that wrote The Boys, Garth Ennis, I want to say. Did I get that right? Since you probably wrote it down. Okay. I told you to shut the fuck up. Charles is angry today. <laughs> and then I ask you a question. <laughs> then I ask you a question. And Tell then, me the answer. Stop talking. <laughs> then Hobbs suggested that we read Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, who killed Jimmy from Olsen. From 2019. From 2019. And it was funny because I we had both 
on comic book Twitter seen people kind of raving about that. So I, I knew exactly what it was. And he knew, I think I had, when he first mentioned it to me, I sent him the screenshot I had pulled off line to send to him to say, hey, we should read this. I tend to read the I stuff was- before I suggest it, whereas Hav tends to sometimes just go, I've never read this. This is what we're going to read, which is fine. I just, that's why I have a more curated list than Hav does. I, I, I am easily shiny things distract me <laughs> things that make noise distract me and get my attention easily look when when so many people on the comic book twitter and i've on my at least the people i follow which i feel like i maybe don't don't curate my list of, of stuff and don't vet it by reading it before i suggested i feel like i follow people on comic book twitter and that i like or trust and usually have like-minded uh tastes and so many of them were just raving about that Jimmy Olsen comic, and I that was without me even knowing that your your favorite from his run on Hawkeye Fraction wrote it. That that so, was yeah. I that was the the thing that fl- clicked me on was I saw that Matt Fraction wrote it, and I was like, ooh. Well, first I saw that, but then I saw his name on top. I was like, that looks good. And then I'm like, oh, Matt Fraction wrote it. I will definitely read that. The only one I think I suggested that I hadn't ever read was Bitterroot, and that was for the same reason. It was getting just... I had a number of people had tweeted about it, and I was like, hey, I really need to read this. And then Patton Oswalt went on a, on a tear about it, and I was like, oh, okay. That, that, it, not that... Not that when when the white guy said it, I decided I would. I, I wanted to read it before, but it brought it back into my... So what I'm saying is I do whatever Patton Oswalt tells me to. And, and, he, and is, he is he my... He talks to you... Through the Twitter. He talks to you in your sleep. No. In, in your sleep, in too. In Twitter. In Twitter. Okay. There are veiled messages that I have to decipher. He is my tiny little overlord. Okay. Only you understand what Patton's oh, oh, really oh, trying I, to that, say. That's right. That's right. If I turn around... Turn this where you're watching me on FaceTime, you'll see the mm-hmm. whole board with all the connections. <laughs> with the yarn? With the yarn, yes. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Except it's so, because, because I'm colorblind, uh, it's all the same color yarn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that, no, that sucks for you. So I just use twine. Different color. I just use twine. It's cheaper. Or you could use like weird yarn that's kind of like barbed wire that has different little spiky things on it so you can tell the difference between the different lines. It's all the same or lines. Or just use barbed wire. It's all the same lines. But they you, all connect. I don't how I don't oh, know how oh, crazy boards work. I I, I, I don't. Oh, well, you do the different colors to connect the different things that have in common and don't have in common. And I'm saying barbed wire. You know, barbed wire. Different different yeah, branches I, I, have different I, type I, of barbed yeah, wire. Yeah, I do and know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I live in Texas. So, anyways, I know that. I you, do you want to see my barbed wire collection? I do not have a barbed wire collection. Yeah, he does. As far as I know you he know, does. very okay, defensive so, about that. So that's the first time I've ever talked with anybody about barbed wire, I think. So I got that going for me now, which is nice. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so in. Preacher. Thank you for tuning in to Hav and Charles Talk Barbed Wire, brought to you by the Public Library. The Par- Public Library. Check out a book about barbed wire for free. Sorry, I haven't done a promo in a while. I realized I got off my little shtick. How dare you? I know. For, so for once, I, I mean, it's happened a couple of times, but, but, but it is a rarity. We always talk about the older comic first and that is definitely preacher by goodness almost 20 years no more than 20 years because it was 95 96 when preacher came out april of 95 april of 95 and preacher is actually does wear a 
fairly extreme jacket in it. Does he not? Yeah, he's a really he's a really cool preacher too. Oh, he is a he is a he is a cool dude. He's he's a he's a smoker and a drinker and he has the premarital sex with the ladies. He uses the naughty words. Oh yeah, he he curses up a storm. He will beat your ass if you look at him wrong. Did did you like the comic book? I think you've read it before, right? Yeah, I, it had been it had it had been a bit. I don't think I read. I did not read it when it first came out in the mid nineties. I read it in the early two thousands. So, you know, from that vantage point, only about half a decade after it came out. Yeah, uh, and and really only this first volume. I don't. You know what? I don't think I've ever read past this first volume. And now rereading it, I'm kind of trying to figure out why I didn't just keep on going. It it's worth keep going, but it seems like it. You liked it, I'm guessing. I I did like it. I I would say that this is one of the reasons why I started branching out in the comic books I read because I read it when I moved back to Texas, which means I read it sometime after 2008, and I had started going to the public library, and the one oh this I could almost date this. This would probably have been around 2010. 10 2011 because i moved up to north dallas and there was a library over close the closest library to me that's not true the closest library i didn't go to i went to one a little further away and it had the biggest collection at that point of graphic novels of any one of the dallas public library locations i'd been to and so i would just go in there and i'd pull stuff and i got that one and i was like holy crap this is amazing because up until that point i'd really not read anything out of marvel or dc outside of that and i pulled that and i read it and then i started ordering each one that's also where i read invincible the first big thick volume of invincible and fell in love with that and i was able to find some really niche comics from just great creators and it really that that's really when i really started pounding comic books the for for a number of years just just that one year living there made it great and also learned how to order that's when i really started doing the order things to the library so oh i can check the the catalog online and go oh, i can get this 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 okay send me this 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 and this and that's when i noticed the dallas public library tends to if you order a if they don't have that particular graphic novel and you order it and then you return it there they then have that they they don't send it back to the library that that comic is was originally attached that graphic novel was originally attached to so it really i've decided the curation of the individual public libraries comic book collection depends on the people living in that area that want comics well and nowadays i guess because when you're doing that that's pre hoopla and you know probably kindle and all that right no, the, I don't Kindle, know about Kindle, but Kindle existed then. Not Kindle. I Hoopla. I don't know. Hoopla. I don't know if Hoopla existed then. I was not that delved into the library. I was getting what I wanted. I didn't have. I didn't have a tablet at that point, so I, it's not like I could have. I I actually had some Marvel comics on my iPhone that I would read because I downloaded. I I purchased some just because I thought it would be nice for when I flew to be able to read comics. It, it was kind of a pain in the butt to read them on my phone, but I liked it. I, I don't really recommend reading. That was like you and I, when we were starting this, and I was like, do you have a tablet? Do you have a, because you can get Marvel Unlimited, and you can do this, and you're like, oh, I'll just read it on my phone. And I'm like, I, I, I can't tell you how much that is too small. Uh, you can do it, and in a pinch, I will sometimes pull unlimited up on my phone and and read a comic just if i'm somewhere and i'm like oh god i'm bored out of my mind but i tend to stick to things like twitter and news and or even a book because it's just it's just words i don't have to try to <laughs> view a big splash page on on a tiny little screen 
No, I agree. So, well, let's look. I, I did enjoy it. It's it was it was fun and interesting. And I realized I had read it. I just realized I didn't remember a lot about it. Like yeah. the whole. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit just to yeah. say the whole end arc of the whole end of this arc completely forgot about until the. They the that started you know the last whatever quarter to a you know a, a third to a quarter of it but well well um, especially, preacher especially okay. since they'd especially since they'd kind of wrapped up some stuff they they had kind yeah. of gotten to an endpoint of what you would have expected an arc and then all of a sudden bang then they do that which is good because it gave Jesse his backstory well and they've been teasing that so let's yeah. let's just jump in real fast a, a brief well go ahead if you want to it was your suggestion i don't want to steal okay. your your uh, th- thunder you don't you can steal my thunder i don't have much thunder i'm more lightning <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> we're recording this in the morning and for some reason i feel like we're, i'm still half loopy and tired like i woke up too early and i had coffee and then i ate some breakfast and now i feel like i'm getting sleepy woozy loopy tired again but go ahead sorry i had coffee and i never woke up so it's fine it it always sounds better than we think it does when we're actually doing it i think that's the magic of editing but exactly it's all it's it's all about you charles it's all about you (laughs) sometimes when hav is sounding really particularly good it's because i have written down what he was trying to say and then i do my hav impersonation and then just cut it in on the editing thing a matter of fact the last episode about half of it more than half of Hav's dialogue is just me recreating him. See if you can figure out which parts that I did that on. I'd be I'd be curious to see how spot on I am with my Hav. I'm not going to do my Hav for you now, so it won't give you a hint. Right. That and with the technology that you can filter, right? Yeah, no, that's actually you know. true. I probably could find some technology and, and literally do that instead of... <laughs> just, you know, make, make you sound like me or, or shoot, you can make me sound... Even more ridiculous. You don't. Like a, you like do not sound puppet. ridiculous. I I listen to every podcast we do over and over again, and you do not sound ridiculous. Anyways, let's. Hey, so preacher. Okay, so uh, preacher is about a preacher in a small Texas town and the good works that he does, and the day to day toiling of a a shepherd among his flock. Okay, so <laughs> preacher is. A and super, that's it. That's that's a whole that, story. <laughs> preacher is a supernatural comic book about a preacher that has gone off track a bit and he is at his church one night or one morning and he finally has a full house in his church because the night before he went on a drunken tear got drunk as hell got in a bar fight said what he wanted to say he's like y'all don't understand what a preacher the things a preacher finds out because people talk to him they think we we can't tell anybody and he's just going around telling telling secrets telling people what they think about each other and he gets in a bar fight and everyone shows up at the same time that this is going on because he he was also talking about how not that many people come to his church there'll be the few regulars and some people drop in on occasion but it's your basic small town that's not very religious so not most small towns but evidently this one yeah so small texas town by the way yes small texas town so during the sermon that he's giving that everyone has shown up to see how he's going to react to how he reacted the night before at the same time in heaven a creature who we find out later is the spawn of a demon and an angel. A demon and an angel got busy. They had a child. This child has powers equal to God. It escapes. Correct. 
In order for him to live on the earthly plane, he has to bond with a human soul. He chooses to enter Jesse Cutler, violently, by force. The force is so bad that it literally kills everyone in the congregation. In a heap of flames. In a heap. It, just, it, it, it is just one of those supernatural bursts of light and everybody's dead. Except for Jesse Cutler. Yeah. It is Jesse Cutler, right? Because you write these names down. Custer. Custer. Custer? Custer, I believe. Jesse Custer. I don't know. You didn't write it down? I think so. Okay. I did, but for some reason that doesn't sound... I swear I wrote down Custer, but for some reason that doesn't sound right. But go ahead. I think it's Custer. We're going to go with Custer. Okay. I mean, you're clicking away. I'm assuming you're looking it up. So he is found hey. on... He is found on the road by his ex-girlfriend, and what we come to find out is an Irish vampire. At this point, Irish he's, or English? Do, uh, oh, he he's Irish. Okay, go ahead. I, I'm pretty sure he's Irish. What's his right. name? Spike Cassidy. Oh no, that's right. I, did 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 you catch the uh, Buffy joke? Is that okay? I I, do, I, was, I never watched Buffy. I, I watched uh, some of it on Netflix. I was honestly, I got tired of it pretty quick, but my my dad loved it, and so do a lot of people. There, there was nothing wrong with it, but now it looks worse now that we know more about Josh Whedon. Yeah. So it is th- Jesse Custer, by the way. Custer. Yes. Okay. Like last stand. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Cool. I, I got it. I got it incorrect, which is no, you're something fine. I do quite often with names. So his ex-girlfriend's name is Tulip. Tulip. So he and Tulip are going back and forth about why he abandoned her. And he's trying to find out what she was doing in Dallas. We know what she was doing in Dallas because there's a flashback quite immediately of her walking walking across the street in, in Dallas with a gun up to a car with a number of men and starting to shoot into the car, freaks out when they return fire, runs away, sees Cassidy, points the gun at Cassidy and says, give me your truck. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that. And But then he takes her with him. He's like, well, oh, this and, seems like and then she, sh- then she shoots him in the head. Oh, that's she shoots him in the head? I forgot that part. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, if I remember right. And he just looks at her like, but I'll give you a ride. And she's like, <laughs> oh, okay. And so I'm, I'm almost positive, man. Or, 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 a, or a stray bullet catches him in the head. From the from I the, think uh, I think a straight be... bullet catches him because that's okay. not yeah you're right I think you're right yeah but he does she's, get hit she, the, she she's not she doesn't want to kill a random person she wanted to kill that person so neither throughout a bunch of this neither Jesse nor Tulip they both want an answer to those things what were you doing in Dallas where you met up with this guy and not even as a jealousy thing but just why why were you there because you you have a gun and and what, what's going on and then well i think cassidy says she was sh- she was involved in a shooting and he wants to know what the f- heck was going on with that and she's like well why did you just up and leave me in where was it arizona phoenix yeah five years prior Pri- yeah five years prior he just they they and as it it goes along you find out that they were announcing their love he was going they were going to san francisco where he was going to propose and then he just up and left and we do find out why later yeah Things we are also finding out, he now has the word of God, so he can make people basically do whatever the hell he wants, including making Cassidy at one point stand on his head. Correct. Yes. And just, I mean, just immediately he says, he tells people to do something and they do it. Uh, and it's not every time he says something, he has to have a certain he has intention to use the word. and his eyes turn red. He has yeah. to use the word. Yeah. <laughs> Again, with the color blind thing, I totally missed that his eyes turned red. Oh yes, yeah. I didn't I pay attention. That, well, th- well, no, I, I'm just, but I don't. I just, I, I'm sure if I go back and look at it, I'll go. Oh yeah, his eyes seem different, but it's not like a glaring, obvious change. Gotcha. Wow, how much of life do I um, miss? Eh. 
That that was a joke. What else? So from that opening thing, you find out more. Just if I can, I'm just gonna yeah yeah yeah, yeah. tag along go, 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 here. Go. This is a conversation. The the but shut the fuck up. Conversation exactly. <laughs> you talk now. Don't talk. Talk a little. Okay, that's enough. In the bar, the night before the well-attended sermon where all this happens and he gets endowed with these supernatural... Well-endowed. Word of God powers. What? Well-endowed. Oh, there you go. Um, he's at the bar the night before getting just sloppy drunk, and he's just spilling the beans about what I'm sure everybody tells him in confidence, or he's just found out through the grapevine about two guys raped a girl... And oh yeah, that's something true. else about another cup, uh, another, and he's just spilling the beans on all the dirty laundry, and that's why he gets the crap kicked out of him. And you kind of find out he's kind of you know having a uh, kind of crisis of faith kind of thing. And of course, when when I'm sure word got around fast, preachers losing his marbles, and it was like, let's go see what happens at the sermon the next day. And then this is in Anvil, Texas, which I don't think I, I didn't look it up. I don't know if there's I don't think there's a real Anvil, Texas, but and not like A N N V I L E or V I L L E. But yeah, he's having a crisis of faith, and then boom, this uh, spawn that's called Genesis. There's two different types of angels we find out. There's the Adephi. There, there is a, a, a there Adephi, is a and the Seraphi. There is a Annaville, Texas. A N N A V I L L E. Huh. So okay. it, it is, but it's spelled differently. But it is in oh, East I have Texas. no idea where the hell West Texas. Oh no, people ask is oh yeah. Anvil, the one you're talking is fic- is fictitious, but Annaville is actually real. So there, huh. there is a there is a close analog. Yeah, it's seven six two three four. Seven six. That's near Fort Worth, right? Is it? Seven I, six. I gotta is... get out. I gotta get out. This segment, Hov and Charles look at maps, is brought to you by Google Maps. Actually, Zoom. Google Maps. Maps for free. Zoom the other way, Mr. Herring. Well, there's North Texas Pest Control. Give me a highway I recognize. Oh, 114, 287. Huh. The Wild Animal Sanctuary, Texas, the Wells Inspection Group. There's Paradise, Bridgeport. Oh, Flower Mound is over there. Yeah, it's Fort Worth area. Okay. Wow. Sorry. This digression is over. Oh, so the, the there's two different angels. There's the uh, I, I wrote it down to Defi are the just like the, the the worker bee angels, no wings, and then the Seraphi are the big bad, you know, kind of archangel with wings. The ones one of the, the, the Seraphi. Yeah, it was one of the Seraphi that got it on with a demon that had this this hybrid called Genesis that then takes residence in Jesse. And 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 the Seraphi are are mean. They killed they killed the their own brethren that 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 spawned this uh, hybrid. I don't know what you would call it, Genesis thing. And I, uh, I, I'd call it a child because I'm not against race mixing. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I don't know why that cracked me up. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. So yeah, so and then they they somehow Genesis was not supposed to get out of heaven. It does. It gets all into uh Jesse Custer and so the Adephi send one of their own to go wake up the Saint of Killers, this indestructible killing machine that's job is to go find Jesse Custer and kill him. Mm-hmm. And And he does know, as and we the many, comic ends. It, yeah. Boom. No, then more hijinks ensue because old Saint of Killers runs into some locals in the Anvil area, including Sheriff Root, who is just a racist weirdo, drops the N-bomb like it's like it's 1949 in, in East in old 
West Texas, because uh, I kind of, for well, some reason, come on, this like was West also Texas 1990s, and I thought it was, yeah, it was probably West Texas, or East Texas, or some podunk fucking town in Texas where the sheriff is a fucking racist. I mean, let's not say that even in 2022 that that's that far off the mark. No, it's not, unfortunately. I mean, think and... of how many sheriffs have gotten caught dropping the N-word recently across the country. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't so mean it like that. Root. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Sheriff Root runs into him. The saint of killers just just demolishes his his policy, his his deputies. Sheriff Root survives, and even before that, because the, the way that the the church blew up, he right away. I made a note of this. Is talking about space n words, space alien n words. That it's it's all about the FBI, and and they all are hiding the the space alien n words. I'm like, gee, wow. And yeah, I didn't remember that either. Yeah, from is, this comic when I was rereading it. Full on conspiracy theorist, right? Crazy. The funny thing is, it's like the precursor to QAnon going on right there. I mean, it it, it, it it's what they're they're taking mainstream now. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they can get, I think the worst thing that happened for us and the best thing slash worst thing that happened for them is online that is finding the best like-minded thing that crazy. To, that is the best thing that happened to them. Then it was just uh, mimeograph sheets that they would send around with the crazy and they'd get together in their little clan meetings and talk about it. The, the conspiracy, the global conspiracy, all that bogus BS and yeah. And now we now we have all the everybody that everybody that doesn't want to do what we want them to do is a is a pedophile. It's like what that okay. Well, in juxtaposition to Sheriff Root, mm-hmm. you find out that his son was a big Nirvana Kurt Cobain fan. Yes, and was devastated when his son was devastated when Kurt Cobain you know died by suicide, and unfortunately. The son decided to do the same thing with a shotgun, except he didn't kill himself. He just very horrendously blew his face off, you know, blew his face off and is just completely incredibly disfigured because of it. But but lived. Yes. And you, you get to find out that the wife has, I think, left. Mm-hmm. And now it's just the son and this this weirdo chair fruit that just ignores his son his son is trying to interact with him and is just ignoring him yeah and well okay and then since we're just talking about it then he goes again and then he does encounter jesse sheriff root do you remember this part yes yes he encounters jeff jesse and And jesse Jesse, uses the word of god on him jesse hate immediately dislikes him and well you have to understand the police have decided jesse killed his parishioners because he survived so clearly he did this so they're hunting him and the fbi is hunting him it, he didn't kill him it, it truly it was an it was basically an accident it, it was not a genesis didn't mean to kill him it just happened when he forcibly entered jesse <laughs> yes go ahead and you did that on purpose well played the, sir it's the second time i've done that I guess you missed it the first time. I, no, I, I heard it the first time. I just, oh, yeah. uh, for some reason, I don't want to laugh at your terribly uh, inappropriate and uh, raunchy humor sometimes. I don't. Because I want people to think, I want people to think that that I'm not easily, that easily amused when the fact of the matter is I am. I, 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 I get you. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yes. I okay. got a call. And okay. It, and it, it just, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I just... So, so, so Sh- Sheriff Root. And Jesse get to yeah. Jesse tells Jesse tells Sheriff Root to go fuck himself, and evidently his eyes turned red, and he does. And Jesse actually feels bad about that because he then dies after 
No, no, he doesn't die. No, he, what he, he does. Yes. Do he, you want to get into it about yeah, what yeah, exactly? Yeah. Go, go, go ahead. You so apparently the way that computes an old sheriff Ritz head is for him to to uh, chop off his penis and stick it up his own ass. And so he's in the ambulance, and his son is there because oh, his son kind of just got in the back seat unbeknownst to the sheriff when he was on his way to this call. Mm-hmm. So the son sees all this and, and then gets in the ambulance and says, oh, dad, I'm, I'll take care of you. And he this the, the sheriff asks his son for his holster and his gun, gets his gun and kills himself. Mm-hmm. And then somebody mentioned that the kid looked like an arse face or maybe yeah. Cassidy did. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Cassidy yeah, did. Yeah, because the, the, the English or Irish guy called him arse face. Yeah. And then the kid, of course, says, you know, from this day forward, I'll be known as arse face and I'll get my revenge. Yes, I'll get my revenge. Uh, and, and he a, actually, a, he, a, he continues on. He he is part of... Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. As, as we go as we go on. So, yeah, so it's at a, some level, I'm really... Go ahead. It's a very graphic, graphic novel. But I mean, again, this is the guy that did The Boys. So he is, he, he is a fan of graphic novels. Now, I will say, I th- believe it was him, just as a funny aside... At one point, he was talking about he did he's done some more mainstream stuff where it's not quite as violent, and he came out with a I think he did this, and we may read if if I remember this correctly, we may read this too at some point. He came out with a whole new comic and a new superhero based on a Superman type archetype, original type Superman, small town, corn fed, good, kind. Oh yeah, and he talked about and he talked about how he Hot felt. Is- he felt comic books at times were getting to be too graphic. And that cracked me up. I'm like, motherfucker, you are one of the most bloody graphic, just. But in fairness, his comic books, I think what he was trying to say is just regular, normal ones are that. Whereas what he writes is that is kind of the boys. That is literally the point. The boys are more of a quite bluntly taking everything about comics that have gotten extreme and saying, okay, you want to play that game? Let me show you. <laughs> Let me show you this. Right. Uh, no, what, yeah, what? I, th- I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's just amusing that him, even though, even when he's, but when he's writing this kind of comic, it is still incredibly graphic. But again, it was the 90s, the extreme 90s. I, I, yeah, it was extreme 90s, but you know what? Speaking of the time when this was written, you know, Shoot, think about it this way, man. This was this was less than ten years after Wonder Woman came out that we just read, mm-hmm. and a just to go here for a second, I think it holds up pretty darn well, it, and it, holds it is up incredibly in- graphic to this day. Yes, it holds up incredibly well. I I was really surprised at because I didn't read it. I I guess I read it like what fifteen years or so after it came out, somewhere around that, and it it definitely held up then and re rereading it it held up then and i i think i'm going to go ahead and push forward and reread the whole thing because it is Are it you is talking, definitely it, worth it the other thing he did it was it huck that he did i think that was what it was yes is that the name I think that, I that sounds that. very familiar cuz i read that at the public library i think i picked that up and never read it oh cuz it was a limited series i want to see who wrote it. anyways so we can find that out later what was it going to say oh we we've mentioned garth ennis a couple times already, obviously. He's a writer. The artist on this is Great Britain's own Steve Dillon, who very unfortunately passed away. I want to say, and you would have thought I would have looked this up. It's been a bit. 2010s? Oh, really? Uh, 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 I, and unexpectedly, fairly young. In fact, I'm close to clicked on his name. He was only 54 years old. Jesus. Uh, burst appendix, apparently, or complications from an appendicitis appendix oh, bursting. Damn. And... You know, really, and I and I just talk about a 
tragic to lose somebody that young and B, just really, really great art. Distinctive too, has, has his own style. I feel like you can probably tell it's Steve Dillon. Uh, the the like art is, you can the tell. art is great. I, I really liked the art. It really fit, fit with the writing. Very much enjoyed that. So the trio now, they're, they're traveling companions. It's, it's, it's Jesse, it's Tulip, it's Cassidy. Oh, duh. So we haven't even talked about this. We found out pretty early on Cassidy is a vampire. Yes. Did I mentioned that earlier, didn't I? Did you did? Okay. Yeah, Sorry, but we, no, I... no, no. I think I think I did. I'm, I may be misremembering. But yeah, we said it. But I mean, we didn't talk about it at all. So Cassidy is a vampire. Okay. Anyway, to move on. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Hey, you mentioned, you know what? Okay, speaking of movie tangents, so you mentioned right off the bat, and this is a note I had written down, a lot of the stuff in this about the, the big high-minded God, you know, you find out God's vacated yes. his post. Yes, And left the angels kind of running things, and you got the Adephi, like I said, as the worker bees and the Seraphi or the, the big heavies in and, heaven. And the Seraphi think they're in charge and have right. decided they're in charge, and because they're bullies, they get to be in charge. Well, you mentioned quote-unquote supernatural i just remember when i was rereading this thinking supernatural borrowed a couple no no things no from i didn't i didn't mention supernatural i said the, this is supernatural yeah no, I'm not, you, I'm not, you said yeah. the word yeah yeah oh okay you said okay. the word okay yeah i had written because down that is, that the is show. literally yeah oh you'd read okay yes they they did borrow a lot of stuff but in in fairness not fairness i don't think they were necessarily taking it from this as much as they were taking it from this is not the only thing that talks about this or has talked about this but yes they they the writers definitely could although you know what holy shit no the, god god vacating the post no hold on i i you hold I, i'm 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 connecting some dots i i can give you further the creator of supernatural mm-hmm. is the showrunner an adapter of the boys. He is a big Garth Ennis fan. Oh, see, okay. So well, never you mind. You are dead on. I I just so, just the the whole thing about God being absent and not running things on a day to day anymore. You know, was a big thing in Supernatural. Although I never finished the show. Although I was God, I was like I ten or eleven seasons I, in. I didn't even either. I still it's still in my Netflix queue with the Hey, you need to. Too. You should you should finish this. What else? Oh, so so they get out of Texas. And they head to the Big Apple, the the New York City, and then more hijinks ensue. Yes, yes, they because they they are they they're going to meet up with a friend of Cassidy's that that Cassidy met at Woodstock. And, oh, that's uh, right. His yes. name is his name is Cy. Yeah, because and he's an investigative reporter. Mm-hmm. And there's apparently a pretty gruesome serial killer on the prowl in the Big Apple. Yes, he's killing. He seems to be. Who is he killing? I, I couldn't quite get that. For a minute, I thought he was killing homosexuals. No, that's the detective. No, is, the detective is, 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 is a closeted. Is, is, oh, yeah, is yeah, closeted. yeah, yeah, I know. He's he's a closeted homosexual. No, I think he's just mutilating people's faces. Yeah, he's it. It was it was it was gruesome. Speaking of, you know what? In this comic book, graph, you know, graphically, huh? Like visually. So when 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 Tulip tries to assassinate or kill the guy because she's a hit woman for hire, uh-huh. we find out. Yes, she blows off his chin. And then you got arse face. And then you got the, 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 the thing in Texas where Custer pulls the, the nostrils off like a dude and somebody's nose gets shot off. There's a lot of face mutilation going on in this. I don't know. I just noticed that 
Like there's a lot, and then the killer in, in yeah. New York is rips the face off of somebody, but keeps him alive. And then we have our the space serial killer, who's yeah. gonna be exactly. a, a running theme throughout this. It's just so yeah, that's a no. weird theme to have going on. Anyway, so so they, the, the the New York City thing, you find out that Cassidy was there when the Empire State Building opened up for the first time. Again, vampire doesn't age. You're finding these things out because he and Jesse are going around, and he's like, "What are we gonna do?" And Jesse wants to do all the touristy things. Any Buddy from Bumfuck Texas is going to want to do when they go to New York. Hell, I'm not even hey, from Bumfuck Texas. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I'm finishing. I'm not even from Bumfuck Texas. I did all those things when the one time I went to New York when I was in high school. And since it's been since high school, if I go back, I'll go do all those things again because. Yeah. That's why you go to New York when you're not a New Yorker. So yeah. So Cassidy's friend Sai mm-hmm. is an investigative reporter, and he's investigating the serial killer. And these two detectives, Detective Tool, who is a bumbling tool, yes, and yes, has got just incredibly bad luck. And his partner, Detective Bridges, are investigating. You found out Detective Bridges just anytime he gets a chance, he's just bad mouthing homosexuals, gay people. They're all f word and just every derogatory term for being gay. Well, it turns out he's closeted, and you find that out later at the very end of this little arc in this run. And you also find out, if, if you want me to spoil it or if you want to talk about it, who the serial killer is. Yeah, we could go ahead and spoil it. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't you know. Could, you, I know you want to do it, so do it. There's not much to this arc. In fact, that was one yeah. of my notes. The, 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 whole, the whole point of this arc, while they're looking for God, is the kid that he saved from being basically killed by a hell's angel at woodstock is the serial killer and he's told them he can find god or he has a link to god because he's using them to set up cassidy as the serial killer because while while he's helping them he is absolutely going out of his way to taunt the police get the police all set up to do it he's followed them he's leading them down different paths and then it's then he's leading them back to a daytime where cassidy is asleep in his apartment so he's sending them to get there and he sent preacher and tulip to where the detective has been tied up and is getting railed by two guys. Hey, don't kink shame. I didn't. I don't believe I that don't was kink. I, 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 I was I, just. No. I, I very I just, clinically. I just did that. I, I, look, I man. I, I. I've talked to you before about your kink shaming is not a kink. I, I know you you try to say, hey, I can kink shame because I get off on it, but I don't believe that. I very, <laughs> I very clinically described what happened there without doing it graphically. Although, I guess clinically, I don't think the term getting railed by two guys. And we're back. Hobbs' internet dropped out for a minute. We were talking about Hobbs kink shaming and... <laughs> The detective getting railed by two men while being tied up, which is okay because it was all consensual. However, what was not consensual to the gentlemen that were using him, who he was being verbally, because the the whole thing of this detective is we we just let up and Hop was just like, yeah, he gay. He's he's closeted gay. He is the typical homophobic person that we always assume his homophobia is so strong he must be gay. It's not always true. There are disgusting human beings who are anti-gay who are just disgusting human beings or who are anti-gay. This one though, in the nineties, they were. This was 
him trying to be woke, I guess. No, sorry. That word is so No, overused. it's all right. No, it's it's like the projecting, you know, he's he's obviously yeah. conflicted about his sexuality oh, and so he's conflicted. projecting. And he lived in he and, lives in a time where the it's not still not really accepted. I mean, hell is still not really accepted now even though it's accepted. So he lashes yeah. out badly and doesn't know what he's doing. But he's also supposed to be the great cop. So they the they burst in. They're trying to find out what he's going. They they realize that that's not what's going on, and the the whole point of that is he's supposed to kill them, and he can't do that because the guy doesn't know that Jesse can make anybody do anything just by telling him. And then the cops are going to his apartment where Cassidy is hiding out during the day because he's a vampire and he can't take sunlight and they're going to break go in find a dead body find cassidy drag cassidy outside and cassidy's going to burst into flames thus the serial killer spontaneously combusted and then everything is over and he can go off on his merry way cassidy outsmarts him sort of by realizing what's going on and when they break when the cops finally do breach there are two dead bodies because Cassidy has driven a knife into his eyeball through his brain and stuck himself and is leaned up against the wall dead. So they bring Cassidy out. So there's two dead in a, bodies in a body bag because yeah. they zip him up in the body bag. So he's protected from the sun and they take him to the morgue. <coughs> yeah. And then when he's unzipped, he asks the guy if it's daylight, doesn't he? Is, is, yeah. is, if it's says, nighttime, is, it, oh, yeah. is it nighttime yet? And when the guy, he gets up and leaves. And I will give them credit. He didn't kill the morgue attendant. No. Because mm-hmm. normally when you do that bit, they kill the morgue attendant. Yeah. No, that was pretty good. And and Cy, so they're going to the, here, help me with this, because it's been a bit since I read this. They're going to Cy, to that, to the, Cy directs him to that apartment that turns out to be Detective Bridges' apartment. Be, because there was Because a that's where God is? No. No, there is a cult okay. leader who That's he right. said right. he called the big guy who he said has actually talked, spoken with God or really seems to be spoken to God because he's this tabloid. You went over that he was a tabloid kind of guy with UFOs and all that kind of stuff. Um, and as yeah. we as we learned from Supernatural, the TV show, some of that stuff actually exists. So those people are kind of know, know what they're talking about. After that, we run into, is that where they disconnect they from Cassidy? For, for reasons, they get into a brouhaha and Cassidy takes off. It's just the two of, it's just the Tulip and Jesse. No, they had split up before, I think, and then gotten back together. They okay. got into it in Texas, but then reunited, go to New York, and then Cassidy's like, yeah, I'm going to go back to San Francisco. Okay. Uh, okay, that's and right. And just get away. And, and, and then, and then Cus, uh, Jesse and Tulip are heading back to Texas because I think Jesse says something ominously. He needs to go take care of some things. Yes. Family-wise, yes, maybe, and and then they run into the. Do they run into the six-gun killer again? The 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 saint, the, yeah, the killer of saints right. again. Gosh darn! Yeah, because Cassidy tries to take him down and punches him, and you know, vampire strength and nothing, and then runs yes. him. He hits that, him with a car too, and nothing. Man. Man. That that happened in Texas yeah. before. I think that happens in Texas. I think that's no, all in Texas before but New they, York. Something something happens in New York. No, in Texas, they. I'm talking about when his family catches up to him. That's after New York. That is, yeah, they, I know. They had, Tulip and Jesse head back. Anyways, they head back to Texas, but eventually, I think what happens next is Jesse runs into Billy Bob 
Not Billy Bob, to, to Jody and TC. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where that happens is, is what I'm saying, and you're not being It's helpful. weird. You know, I went back and looked at that because I was trying to figure that out too because you end that arc in New York where they're heading into Texas, just just Jesse and Tulip. And the next thing you know, in the, in the, in the, 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 they're tied up. Now, then you have some, ba- yeah, man, I swear that it's just, it's a weird jump. So some, sometime when they get back to Texas, his old compatriots from the family, the Angelville residing grandma and her two henchmen pick up Tulip and Jesse. And oh, you well, find that, out about. Uh, so, so we, we missed some stuff. They, they run into the serial killer gets, gets killed because the cop shows up because the, the serial killer goes up to, make sure they're dead and he he shoves a he shoves a knife into tulip's hand so she's touched into the dashboard in her hand so she's stuck there she comes up to save him he he's going to he fires at her and he misses and he's about to reload when jesse goes fucking die and the serial killer dies and there everybody's freaked out he tells them to to stop he then takes the idiot cop's gun puts a bullet in his head and tells him to do him a favor and that's gonna end up taking him off the fbi's wanted list and say he's dead and then you have the morgue scene we talked about then they talk that yeah he said they they that he's officially dead and he said and the cop tells jesse when they meet after saying that he's officially dead he says, Denning's office has had several calls from a woman saying she's your grandmother. Very anxious to know your whereabouts. So you might give her a call, huh? Yep. And then you find out about poor Officer Tool gets promoted and then tragically loses both of his arms <laughs> a few a few years later. Yes. So, um, yeah, they're, they're leaving Texas. Going back they're, to Texas. They're, they're going back to Texas. You have some flashbacks. And yeah, oh, yeah, That then they're just... Oh. Oh, no, then she's telling him that then they have the conversation about who they are, that, that she's a she's a contract killer. And they go to visit her ex-boss that was she was yes. doing a hit. She was that's a hit, exact, hit man for yeah, her. Hit that's what happens. So he's then, going to tell her, her. OK, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. No, they go back to Dallas and she's trying to get out of what she owes. This this uh, would be kind of low low level hood that thinks he's something that hired her as a as a hit man, hit person, hit woman. And then, unfortunately, the leaving word, the word doesn't work on them right now. Yeah, and I was going to talk to you about that because Jesse tries to say, "Hey, stop it! Doesn't work." Yes. Then you find out later on. So these hold are on, his hold grandma's on. Hold on. henchmen. Yeah, don't don't go there yet. So the no, these are his grandma's the, henchmen. Hold on, just hold on. They are in the office telling the hitman. The, the guy that made her a hitman because she owed him money, that it's over and Jesse's going to take care of it when his cousins come in. And they kill everybody in the room but Jesse and Tulip. And they take the gun away from Tulip and he tells them to drop the gun and it doesn't work. They laugh at him. And it's, it's just Jody, actually, I think. I think TC's in the Okay, TC's waiting. in the... Yeah, so Jody comes in and kills everybody and uses the N-word when... Yeah, because that, that's his family. And so they kidnap them, and then they're taking them back. So then we find out about Jesse's backstory, which is his mom ran away, met a guy that got back from Vietnam. And we haven't even mentioned the fact that Jesse sees the Duke, John Wayne, all the time. That's his imaginary friend. Yes. Or 
maybe more, but it yeah, sounds who, like it's his imaginary friend. Yeah, no, it's it, it. Well, it's been his whole life, so it is. Except that's not an imaginary friend. We find out that his mom had run away from this cult-like family, where women were nothing but bre- there for breeding men. The men were preachers, and they were sent out to do do the work to spread the word of god and it is a very 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 nasty god that they are spreading the word of like like much of those cult like christianity groups they she meets she meets her his father a vietnam veteran they they it's a it's it's a great meet cute she spits in his face as a baby killer because she had been picked up uh, she was hitchhiking and was picked up by some quote hippies and she, they yelled at him, and then he just wiped it off and walked away, and then she saw him in a diner and went in and apologized and told him, I don't even know why I did that, I'm so sorry, and they get to know each other, and then you, me, and baby make three, and Jesse comes along, and he doesn't know anything about her, her family, but they live for a while together at a bar, and then Jesse finds them and drags the three of them back. They force the two of them to marry and explain, if you ever leave, we will kill you. Jody, Jody, fi- Jody finds him. You said Jesse. Jody oh, did I say? Him. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jody. Yeah. yeah. Me and names. Je- Jesse was a, was a small boy at that point. So they go back. I think they say he was four. He's four, around four years old. Yeah, that, that would be a small boy. Well, not like two or one, <laughs> but he's, like, he's old enough to remember. Yes. Before they go back to the farm. The bet- he, he could remember the before times instead of the now, yes. now times. So they come back. They make Jesse's father become a preacher. And they explain if he ever leaves or strays outside the family, they'll kill him. So Jesse's dad is pretty smart. And he bides his time. And then they try to run, but they catch him. And they murder him in front of Jesse. Jody shoots him. First he beats his ass, and then he shoots him in front of Jesse. Yeah. And then they do. And then you find out that Jesse is at times put in the box. And what the box is is a coffin. The coffin. That is watertight with an air hole and put at the bottom of a lake. And they do that to him a number of times. And yeah, until you finally break the kid. So he eventually he eventually runs. And that's when he meets Tulip. And the reason he left Tulip is when they were in Arizona, Jesse, Jesse and Tulip were there. She went, she went away for a little bit to, to, I should go shopping or something. And he was just waiting and Jody shows up, says, you're coming with us now or we're killing her. And then you're coming with us. And so he just leaves. And that's why he disappeared. And he explains all of this to her while they are tied to a chair waiting for them to possibly kill them and waiting for her. And he, t- he tells her, you keep your mouth shut. I will do all the talking. And Tulip is not that person. So she immediately starts saying nasty things to the grandmother, which is going to get her killed. The grandmother is evidently talking to God. So then they kill, they kill Tulip. And that was no joke. Yeah. And I had forgotten that. They just kill her. She's dead. And then they- uh, this, oh, Let me just real fast interject. This whole part of this first, because I have the graphic novel and it uh-huh. includes this the whole part, the ending part, completely, maybe shut it out, completely forgot about this ending of this art. Because I think it, for me in my head, it kind of stopped after New York. And I only, I kind of remembered New York and the serial killer thing. But this whole part, I was like, oh, that's right. That's just why this is Jesse's home life was not ideal. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. He didn't have a rough home. It was just terrible. It wasn't exactly Ozzy and Harriet. Yes. I'm not even going to get into his best friend. Oh yeah, jeez, Louise. Uh, yeah, d- 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 seriously, let, let, let we're going to leave uh, that out because holy crap, his best uh, friend was just, uh, was was a 
inbreed, inbred, had one eye. He thought it was because they lived near the border, Louisiana, and all the pollution in the swamps over there. But it turns out that it was inbreeding. And they were talking about girls once and meeting people. He says, nope, I know who I'm going to marry my sister. Just like and my, my parent says that's how he married his. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. And Jesse, it's, it's... Jesse, TC kills him at one point. And I... Yeah, so, you find out TC's just a fucked up well, weirdo oh, yes. douchebag. Feel free to kink shame him. I'll let you enjoy he that. He has sex with any animal. He has sex uh, with whatever he can hold still. Including when they take the body it. of Tulip oh my God. and gr- the grandmother says, put her in my room. She she does, they do that and they say, keep her, basically they're saying, keep, it, keep her away from TC. And they're like, well, he wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, just, ugh. Just fucked up. Yeah. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe I blocked it out. Maybe yeah. this was just well, there, weird. There, there and, was and some that this was a rough. That this is where it's just like holy crap. So this is like throwing all the religion, deliverance, yes, all the over the top, mm-hmm. you know, Christianity, racist, weirdo crap, all bundled together. Yes. But the the thing you find out also find out grandma grandma was they say at one point I remember this that grandma was fifty years old when she had Jesse's mom uh-huh. Be, uh, and and because nobody would she that's just how long it took for her to find somebody uh-huh. apparently yeah and the, and now she's she is decrepit old in a wheelchair oh yeah she she's ancient and she's literally we find out she's literally talking to God and that's why the power is not working on them at the moment. So we, while she's talking, while grandmother is talking to Jesse, and Jesse is losing his shit about it, God brings back Tulip in the bedroom, in, in the grandmother's bedroom. So Tulip is back yeah. alive and freaked out, and God is pulling some God shit on her. I am the Lord, I am the Lord thy God, and I have brought you back, and you need to tell Jesse to let it go. Basically, the whole point of this is God telling her, hey, look, I let this shit happen. I brought you here. I took away his power to do that, so y'all would come here so I could talk to you, i.e. I've got him under control for the moment. You need to leave me alone, because God is afraid of uh, Jesse and Genesis. And, and she calls him on it. Oh, she does. She calls him on it big time. And then yeah. she's like, no, that's not going to fly. You yeah. need to, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And he won't, he won't say it. And he's lifted at this point. He's now lifted the, lifted the block. Jesse now has his power back. All hell breaks loose. Cause does she set fire to the house or does Jesse? No, I think she does. Yeah. She sets fire to the house. Does she, she kills TC too, right? Yeah. She beats his brains in a lot, but I think he maybe survives for a second. I want to say. Yeah. Then... She, she does something to him, but, but in, in that whole time then, we're having a, no, Jesse does. Jesse does. Jesse beats his brains into the flit, into the floor. Like, okay. Cool. So bad. that's right. He's left with Jesse. Jesse beats his brains in. he crawls into the place and she finishes him off. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's and then he and Jody go at it. And he can use the word on him, but his, he says, see, Jody, when he came back the first time, Jody beat the ever-loving tar out of this teenage kid that had just been working on, uh, working as a... Well, first he was working on ranches because he knew that work, so he could make money doing that and blowing all his, blowing all his money like a teenager would. And then he started stealing cars. So he was, Jody had to show him who was the man. So he beat the ever-loving tar out of him. And then on this, 
he looks at him and he goes, I know what you want to find out. You want to find out if you can take me now. And Jesse does. They get into it and he beats the tar out of Jody. And Jody, the, the disturbing thing about this is Jody thinks of that he has failed Jesse because if he could have brought him up like he wanted to as the surrogate son that he wanted, and I'm, you're reading this going, I was reading this going, good Lord. He thinks of him as this is the son I should have and I failed my son. And then the only reason he loses the fight is he says, because now I'm old. Yeah. I, it, it's it was, yeah. It's, it's, no, like I said, it's all sorts of, yeah, just weird, uncomfortable. And, and, and he's letting the place burn, burn when, when it goes, because this is, he's done with this. Well, he, does he kill his grandmother or does? No, it's the fire. I think the fire gets her. She burns it, it, The house kind of blows up at the end, I think. And she's in the house. I'm almost positive. Okay. Because, yeah, the, the house gets set on fire, and she's in there. And she's at the window yelling at Jody to kill uh-huh. Jesse. Yes. While okay. the house is burning. Mm-hmm. And then and the she house just eventually just yeah. goes up. She just burns to death. Yeah. Like an, And I think there's Good. an explosion. I mean, it, yeah. I don't think they leave a lot. Like I don't, I don't see Grandma coming back. Maybe no, I'm wrong. No, no, Grandma's. I don't think Grandma came back. No, it was a, uh, it was a heck of an end to a graphic novel. Well, and at the very end, speaking of the whole fucked up relationship between Je- uh, Jesse and, not really Jesse and Jody, how Jody sees the relationship between him and Jesse, at the very end, you know, Jesse kicks his ass, breaks his back, I think, at the very end, because he just mashes his back. And chokes him out, and but right before that says, "Proud of you, boy." Yeah, I, like he's proud of him that he's killing him. Yes. Like, oh look, you're, 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 you're finally the man I wanted you to be. Oh, so when they would yeah. ba- drop him at the bottom of the lake, the only reason he could keep going was because he could s- sit and have a conversation with he, John Wayne. John Wayne got him through when he was buried at the bottom of the lake. So yeah. fucked up and awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it was that was it was a twelve issue you know intro to this world. A lot of good, a lot of funny, a lot of just incredibly graphic. Yeah, but still made you know page turner for damn yes. sure. Hey, you mentioned the show earlier. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts now that we're kind of winding down on on the on the the plot and what what actually happened in this first volume? I. I don't have any thoughts on the show. I only watched the first couple episodes, and I don't remember them that you know what, I was, I you know I think I remember being really excited because I had read this. Yeah, I was really excited was when it came out. out, and then I, the show just didn't do anything for me. They stayed in Texas. Like, uh, well, that I felt was like I've, I watched. Yeah, did you no, watch the whole I, first I just, season? The, the, I watched a lot of the first season, See, and for some yeah, reason, I thought they, they were going to get going. Yeah, no, they they did they they went a different route. I I do need to find it and watch it. I think because I I did enjoy. I told you I stopped watching it because I just didn't. It was hard to. It was hard for me to do that at the time, and I'm sure I could find it now, and I might. But yeah, that was one of the things. I'm like, they changed some stuff that I didn't think they needed to change. They the, they had a whole bunch of stuff going on at the church, the church that that, right. that should end. Now I did. I was really enjoying the stuff with the angels because they they just made it. They were not they were not doing it. It was not the graphic novel. It was it was different. It was no. the same premise, but it was not the graphic novel. So I I kind of would like to go back and and watch it. I think, but you do have to make choices sometimes on that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
and look, I'm not one of those that no the the adaptation onto the silver screen or the small screen needs to be frame for frame, you know, panel for panel the same. I just remember it just didn't grab me for some reason. Yeah. And and it, you know, I, I I did look it up. It, it was AMC. Just so you know, if you're trying. Oh, to it find was it. AMC. Okay, it, it, that it was AMC, which usually does good. You know, I, I, like I said, for some reason, it just didn't click with me whereas the adaptation of the boys which also is completely different from the graphic no not completely different but is definitely not word for word it's it's one of these they're taking the the stance which i would point out most comic book adaptations are really doing it's a different universe you have the comic and then you have a movie that is drawing from the comic, it's a different universe. So different things happen because this universe reacts in a different way because it's a different universe. That makes sense? Right. They take the, the, yeah, no, they take the big strokes, the big themes, the big, the big overarching yes. stuff, but they, they're not going to do, they're going to tell the stories one a through 12. Way. That's right. Yeah. They're not going to, yeah, they're not going to do the Avengers one through 12 back when Kirby and, 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 and Lee did it. Mm-hmm. That'd be ridiculous. Exactly. So, uh, no. The only other notes I had on this man, if 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 you got anything, please, no, feel free. What are your only notes? The, the one thing that that struck a chord with me when I read it originally, the crisis of faith thing, mm-hmm. and everybody going to the church after in this thing, a preacher had his crisis of faith. I know I've talked about it before on on the podcast with you. Growing up, born and raised Roman Catholic, San Antonio altar server. There was a priest in our parish that. I really liked. He was a really cool dude um, named Father Helsher. He had a crisis of faith. After I after I went to, to college, um, I found out from my mom. And this is the this is the 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 priest that when I was in junior high at Catholic school, I went to Catholic school first through eighth grade. He taught sex ed. And first he came he came over to Holy Spirit, what was the name of my my parish in my Catholic school. He was older. Gray hair, crusty, chain smoking, son of a gun. I mean, he would down two or three filterless camels between the rectory and the and the in the church, or between his residence and the church, or between the school and another building. And and so word got around also when he first came to the parish that it, this is it started. I swear, I asked my mom. I started with the parents, and of course, it filtered down to the kids that he had participated in one of the last sanctioned exorcisms in the continental United States when he was a young priest. So he and was the young priest. He was already well, and he was he was, he was old the priest in, in the exorcist. He was old in like eighty five. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was firmly in his early seventies. So, so he was the young eight, priest. You have an old priest and a young priest. And and so we're getting sex ed from. So then on top of that, he's teaching sex ed. So we had this. We had a couple of smart asses, and I really was a well behaved kid, believe it or not, back in the day. Uh, dude, but you're one well of the smart be- ass dude, kids. Are, dude, time out. You're a well behaved adult. Why would it be hard to believe I, okay. you were a well behaved kid? <laughs> I'm You're not, not some bo- bohemian. True. So we're in sex ed class, like as sixth graders or something, or fifth graders at Catholic school. And one of the young kids that is a smart ass says, "What? Any question?" He's he's leading. By the way, they separated us as boys in one room with with Father Hosher, oh, yeah. girls yeah, in they, another room with that. a female yeah, they do that in public teacher. Yes. No, I, I heard, but it was just, yeah. so we're, we're all the boys with Father Helsher, and one of the boys right away, Father Helsher said, before we start any questions, and he's like, why are we getting sex ed from a priest? Uh-huh. This is amazing, because, you know, celibacy and all that, and he's like, yeah. look, I wasn't always a priest. I didn't become a priest until I was in my 30s. Oh. And I, in my early 30s, but I went to school, I went to college, 
And it, and then find out Father Helscher studied on the East Coast at universities like Georgetown, went to Italy, knew Spanish, Italian, French, doctorates in philosophy, theology, uh, history. Wow. He, he, was he was just definitely really, a, he, he was, was a learned man. Yeah. And and kind of in, pretty much intimated he got around a little bit before he became a priest. Mm-hmm. I, so find this, fast forward, I find this a weird dis- dig- digression that you just wanted to talk about your very sexually active priest, but not with, I, I I'm glad it sounds like it's all consensual sex. And yes, that's before true. he was a priest. So then fast forward. So this really cool priest that I admired a lot. Yes. I thought the world of was I, a really I'm sorry cool that dude. I made a joke. I no, 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 no. So I find out speaking of, he apparently, you know, I feel like Jesse was having a crisis of faith in yes. this thing when yes. he has a breakdown. Find out Father Helscher, after I left and went to college, was, you know, the big deal in the Catholic Mass is when you consecrate the mm-hmm. body and blood of Christ, the bread and the wine. Stopped mid-Mass, couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Walked away. Another priest came in about 15 minutes later and finished the Mass. They got the reliever from the bullpen? Yeah, Father Helscher's away from the parish for about a month or two. Uh-huh. And everybody finds out that he's going to do some more Masses. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The, the, oh, the place packed. is packed. Oh, yeah, no kidding. And my mom told me about that, and she felt bad, and you could hear a pin drop, and everybody was kind of waiting for him to have another crisis of faith. Uh Of course, he didn't, and then he ended up retiring. But all that to give you the backstory of this priest that had a real bad crisis of faith, and of course, I thought of that again, because I think I thought of it the first time I read this, and made me think of Father Helsher and his crisis of faith. That's it. I'm sorry. The backstory maybe wasn't necessary, but okay. I think it tells you a little bit about the man. Yeah. Well, you want to talk was... about somebody you admired, and that was a, that. That is okay. I I apologize that I made a joke about it. No, no it was, I don't it really a... apologize for making a joke. Yeah. Anyways, the crisis of faith thing and was interesting to to talk about or to see in this. Yeah. Given that my, although secondhand experience with it, hearing mm-hmm. about it from from that time period. Anyways. Yeah. That's it. So when he retired, did he go on a hunt for God to bring him to task for abandoning us? You know what? I, because that would have made I, a great I, I story. Wish I, <laughs> I know, and I wish... I actually looked him up sometime later and could not... I mean, he was a, he was from Texas originally, like New Braunfels area. Mm-hmm. Had had always talked about his sisters and brothers and his nieces and nephews, but could not find... I mean, my mom said he went to one of those retirement homes for priests somewhere oh, okay. in texas and yeah. and uh but then never heard anything else about what happened to him but no it'd be i thought you know what speaking of i kind of have thought about some weird basing something on him either before or after he was a priest mm-hmm. you know after he retired or mm-hmm. before he became a priest so yeah anyways so there's that there is that so you suggested Oh, well, just very briefly, because we have not talked about this anymore. We we want to tell you how much we like our followers and that we would also like our followers to interact with us in some way via the internet. You can go to havencharles.com and send an ask or submit something to us. Hav would very much like suggestions that he can poo-poo and not do because, or at least just add to his never-ending list of comic suggestions. I, I, I would, which is, I would be very interested. Which is voluminous, voluminous. Yeah, and I, I would actually be interested, and in, I, I might actually take a suggestion if I liked it. I, I don't, I don't promise to suggest something that someone suggests. Definitely, if it's Patrick who's listening, suggesting something, because I don't have to do a damn thing my little brother tells me to, to be very clear on Boom. that. Boom. Unless, of course, it involves his children, and then 
he does get to be the decider on that. Do not feed them all that candy. Okay, fine. So that's all I do. I'm just like, hey, do you want do you want some more coffee? <laughs> do you, do you want some some soda? You want some Coke? No, not cocaine. Coca Cola. <laughs> I was gonna say, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. So you can reach us via that. We also have a email address, which I gave y'all incorrectly in the last podcast while I was apologizing, giving y'all a heartfelt apologizing about y'all finding out what I think of you. Our email that address was, that was is hilarious. Hav and Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com. Hav and Charles Talk Comics at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account run by our unpaid intern which is j and written out c talk comics on twitter hav has a twitter address at hav gonzo tweets and i am at herring red real we we would love to have any of y'all that choose to interact with us uh we we will read if you unless you say don't don't read online uh don't read on the pod we will be reading your emails that you might send on if you do send one and say don't read it we absolutely won't read it i mean i won't read it and since i'm the one that gets the emails (laughs) we won't read it nor nor would if you emailed havend and want it read publicly we won't even talk about it if you want us to i might mention hey we got mail and just so you know we're not going to mention it because they don't want to be mentioned in the podcast and then we'll claim it was caesar and oh no (laughs) yeah Thank yeah, you for that's... thank you for everyone that's listening. Hav suggested that we read Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, who killed Jimmy Olsen by Matt Fraction, that was released in 2019. And Zany and Madcap would be how I would re- describe this. Oh yeah, I mean, you're talking about something completely different than oh, Preacher. Oh my lord! And, well, no, and also completely different from about everything. I would say little a little background. Jimmy's Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen was one of the most popular comic books when it came out, and they the, it, it it was along the sidekick thing. They realized when they put Robin with Batman that it exploded the sales because they were targeting little wait targeting is the wrong word. Their market was <laughs> young kids, so you need a reason for them to really see themselves better. And it's harder to see yourself when it's a 28-year-old adult. Well, I think generally he's... Yeah, generally Batman's like 26, 28, somewhere in there. And so is so is Superman. Generally, he's, he's in his late 20s, fully grown man with responsibilities. And so yeah. you add a kid in... And then all of a sudden, you you it boosts it boosts readership. So it was it was really a it's it was its own comic. It wasn't the Superman comic. It wasn't Action Comics or whatever the the main Superman title was. It it was Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, and Jimmy Olsen was the main character in it. And Superman would be in it, but it was all about Jimmy Olsen, his young pal who was a photojournalist for the Daily Planet. And it was zany. It it was it was all the wacky. And I swear, in this comic, Matt Fraction pretty much hit on every zany thing that ever happened in any of these comics. And look, I didn't go back. There are references to all sorts of different things that when he was a turtle, so insane. When he was in La- Elasta Man, when he was this, when he was that, I I caught a lot of them. And not even I never read any of those comics. I've just read so much extra comic stuff across the internet 
that I knew a lot about this. And I was like, holy cow. I will say, when I started reading this, it annoyed the fuck out of me. This comic book? This comic book. Why? The structure? The, structure. Absolutely structure. I, I, I immediately loved the... It opens each one with... Oh, crap. Let me pull one up and I'll read it just because I took a bunch of screenshots of this. Oh, because it's so Silver Age, Bronze it, it, Age, it, it over is, the top. It is, it is Silver Age, over the top. But it's also very Stan Lee. It's by very, the way, it's very like. quick hits. It is very quick hits. It's a bang, bang, bang. But no linear. There is a linear story throughout the whole thing, but it takes about eighty pages to really get into it, and it's jumping around in insane amounts, including going back to the founding of Metropolis, where Jimmy Olsen's family is going to get rich after being murdered by. Except he didn't get murdered by. Lex Luthor's family. I I, en- I ended up loving this, but I was reading it going, I'm so angry I'm not enjoying this. Except I was enjoying parts well, of it. You know how that goes. Let me, let me, yeah, no, I hear you. So one of my nitpicks, let's go to that, or one of my little criticisms, not much, but it was so disjointed and there was a lot of fluff. I feel like if they wanted to do it in a shorter run, they could have. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel It was 12 issues and I feel like it could have been... See, I think that, yeah, it could have definitely been six or six or eight because they just kept pushing it out. So every, everything started with a, you find it with a big box. And here's just the first one I pulled up being the dynastic scions of old metropolis shouldn't be a problem for the overachieving hyper wealthy Olsen family. But as Superman's non-biological brother, but like really good friend brother, Jimmy Olsen is about to discover it very much as a problem for Jimmy Olsen's big brother, Julian Olsen in my big brother. Yeah, and then everyone. Well, they'd have multiple ones of those throughout well, well, different yes, issues. Th- th- yes, again, here's another one. High atop a glorious metro. Uh, take two. High atop a glorious metropolitan building, Jimmy Olsen's hard at work breaking his next big story: the scoop of the cent- century from the Man of Steel. Nothing we can say can overhype the scent-shattering secrets you're about to learn. Buckle up, Buttercups, because Jimmy Olsen's platonic plus one Superman is about to tell the entire world about my secret superpowers. That was actually hilarious. That whole my secret. No, a lot of them. A lot of them were really good. It reminded no, the- me of Stanley Stick uh-huh. of. The big introduction, hey, loyal fans and readers, true believers, well, and, and then a lot of, yeah. Well, and then a lot of uh, pseudo-literary allusions, too. Here's the next one, or, or another one I did. Ask not for whom the bell tolls, dear reader, for the bell has probably not been invented yet, and these, the old-timiest of times. And even if bells did yeah, exist then, they sure don't have any here in the frontier town of New Oberstad. And it's here in the proto-metropolis that will one day become metropolis that we find the newly rich, newly empowered, and hungry for revenge, Joachim Olsen, out for a little cowboy justice, in which he and his money have enabled him to serve as the judge, jury, and executioner of Joaquin Olsen's failed murderer, Luthais Alexander, about to wear the hangman's necktie thanks to this gathered assembly of... And that's where I dropped it. So, I mean, it just every... And there would be multiple of those blocks of introduction. And jumping jumping around to the backstory from the founding of Metropolis to the backstory of the Luthers and the Olsens, jumping forward, jumping back in time in the plot... Yes, it was. It was. I want to think purposely disjointed. And oh all no, over the it was absolutely a mess. It, it was absolutely purposely disjointed. Like I said, it infuriated me as I first started reading it, and then once I could get some, once I had enough strings to hold on to, 
I really began to enjoy it. But there was just, there was so much in these comics. I almost want to read it again. S- for a 2019 comic, a lot of uh, the righty-righty. A oh, lot no, of the words. It was, well, he was, he was absolutely aping old school comics. Yeah. I, it is, I agree. It was on purpose. Oh, yeah. Everything in it was on purpose. It was incredibly well-designed. The art was incredible. The art was... Okay, so speaking of that, Mad Fraction, as we've already mentioned, and then Steve Lieber is how I'm going to say it. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. Lieber or Lieber. And he is great because um, he, he, his awesome. name keeps cropping up. Yeah. I, I, he, he I dare say it. Coming up. At some point... If someone else will say it first, Hav will call him the great Steve Lieber. He, he, you know what? Steve Dillon, Garth Ennis, Matt Fractions, and Steve Lieber. All great. I, absolutely. All great. I, I'm sorry to um, tease you like that, but... No, I, hey, I, I am not... Look, I'm, I'm not... Hey, I don't fairness, think I love everything, but... In fairness, I'm not, that I'm not sorry to sometimes. tease you about that. No, you're not. <laughs> no. And I'm, that's, you know, that's a little bit of our back and forth, or a little bit of our yes. repartee, if you will. Yes. And I will. Um, I will repartee the and, shit out of this. Boom. <laughs> Hey, so Jim, uh, Jimmy Olsen, real fast, just a little bit for our fair listeners to use the parlance of the comic book. Jimmy Olsen famously not created in the comic books, I don't believe. It was that, it was first first appeared in the radio show, I think. It, they and did. Then also also Kryptonite appeared in the radio show because boom. you get a you want to know why they created some of these things for uh, better stories. Yes, and you know why they wanted better stories. They had better writers. The radio show had better radio yeah. writers. Go ahead. Were a were a higher tier of writers at that time. Sure. They were paid more. They were making more money. I'm sure because the it was a highly popular radio show. I, I sorry. I, I believe I, and, it. I, and again, I'm not I'm not knocking comic books. The fact that comic books came from what they were to what they are, and the people that did that were right good writers, but they they were cranking shit out, and they were cranking shit out for kids. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Olsen was a fan favorite on the radio show, is my understanding, yes. uh-huh. and DC, not being dumb, is like, we need to make a comic book out of this. Yes. So in the 50s, firmly in the silver, yeah, silver age, mm-hmm. uh, into the set, I mean, this thing lasted, I, I looked it up, I pulled it up, mm-hmm. 54 to 74, Jimmy Powell's Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen ran for twenty years. It was um, it was the most popular comic book in the fifties. One of them they, in the fifties. Yeah. They have learned. They they finally learned that you, youth does good. That's why Captain Marvel, when they came out with what's now Shazam, not they DC, but Fawcett, when they did that. It overpowered Superman because what if Superman were actually a, a, a young boy and oh my God, head explode, bang. It's why Stan Lee looked up in the 60s and said, wait a minute, let's make a teen superhero. Give us Spider-Man and Spider-Man, greatest comic book character hey. ever made, ever made. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> The, your your guy Kirkman when he's when he when he smashed Superman together uh, with Spider Man invincible. invincible yes well, yeah let let let's take Superman and make you Spider Man and and he in the true Spider Man way he really did because everything awful always happens to Invincible yeah I mean it's just um, it is tragedy after tragedy after tragedy and awesomeness after awesomeness after awesomeness and we haven't read Invincible yet have we We have not I mean we've both read we it not. I have read it yeah. I have read a lot of it Yeah okay uh, So Jimmy Olsen character oh the other thing about that's interesting from the publication history side of this real fast is not only did they do Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen in the in the 50s that did well so guess what they did Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane was a title about a supporting character, Superman, that I think maybe would attract some female readers. 
you know, which ran from the 50s to the mid 70s, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the I, I will I will talk a bit about this. So in the Superman comics, Lois Lane is a very strong, well-written, strong female character. From what I understand in the comic books, she's something completely different in her own comic. She's not the hero. She's the, oh, Superman, does he love me? Does he? It, it, they, they, that one didn't work quite as well as it worked the other way. So, okay. From what I well, heard, but I never the, read any of it. The one other, I mean, either. the one other thing I, about Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, when Jack Kirby went to DC in 70, this title was on its last legs. It was the lowest selling book in their, in their roster. And Jack Kirby said, give me it. And so he did that book. And then that's where he introduced through that comic, New Gods, Forever People. He did the whole fourth world, dark side, new Genesis thing. And for, and using, it was kind of just weird to me that one of the titles he used to, to introduce all these characters and themes and all this stuff was the very tail end. Uh, and he wasn't on the comic that long, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So just a little side note. That's uh, who, I apologize. Um, I was looking at something. Who was doing what? And I'll know this when I re-listen, but... <laughs> Jack Kirby. Oh, Jack in Kirby. In when Jack Kirby okay. took went over there, this he, title. Okay. And that's this is one of the titles he used because it was the lowest selling title mm-hmm. at the time. Okay. Because it, you know, it went. It's it stopped being published in '74. Jack Kirby used it to introduce the Fourth World, New Gods, Dark Side. You know, High Father, Orion, that whole mythology. And then Kirby left the series in '72, and then by '74, it's done being published regularly by DC. Okay. So yeah, just a little tidbit about the publication history That's from cool. way back when, in the decade we were born. By the yeah. way. Yeah. So yeah, this comic is. Like I said, it's frantic. It covers a lot of ground. The whole basis of it is Jimmy Olsen is a is a clickbait factory for the Daily Planet. He has a trust fund. He doesn't he doesn't take any money from the the Daily Planet, but the insane stuff and this is true to Jimmy Olsen's character also throughout recent Superman comics. He is a reporter, but he does all sorts of stunty type reporting. He's and a YouTube star. Yeah, he's basically a YouTube star for the daily planet it funds the daily planet his clicks fund the daily planet including when he the the opening thing he does is he is mutated he's going to dive from space without a parachute and they take him up to space they're supposed to give him they're they're giving him a a metamorphosis type drug in order for him to survive it they give him something different and he he turns into a turtle doesn't he basically yeah and yeah. he destroys and a monument that the Lu- that the Luther family had put up that Lex Luthor is trying to tear down, and his brother is trying to save. And then you find out that there's this giant insurance policy that they have to to have that the, that they have to pay. And he's the going Daily to, Planet. The Daily Planet is going to fire him. And then he realizes that if they fire him, even with with that, then they can't afford to keep the place open. <laughs> Because yeah. he makes so much money. So that's kind of the premise. And then somehow he realizes, so that was him turning into that was not what he was supposed to turn into. It, it And that there's some sort of plot. And then someone gives him a, someone gives him a, oh, I can't, he has had a assassination dummy made and he gets it. Yes. Yes. Because he thinks someone's trying to kill him, so he puts the assassination dummy in a chair, and someone immediately murders the assassination dummy, so he's dead. So this whole thing basically t- goes along with Jimmy Olsen being dead. Oh, 
it all starts. See, this is so disconjointed. You, it, it sounds like I'm having trouble relaying what's going on. It's because I I defy there's, anyone. There's a lot of it there's starts, a lot of threads being pulled. It starts out in Gorilla City where he wakes up next to a hot woman and they've married each other. And he she says, "Okay, I've got to go. I want you to do two things. There's a cat." That I a stray cat that I found. I want you to take him to a no-kill shelter, and I want you to get this marriage annulled. I don't think he does either one. So when he opens the door, by the way, on the cat, the cat starts vomiting blood, and I mean like gal, thousands of gallons of blood, vomiting thousands of gallons of blood. I never got that. I never got what that was about. They never explained nope. that. But this cat, it's an alien cat it, of some clearly, type. I think it, I don't it has know. to be. A, it's got a little space helmet on. It's a firkin. Do you remember that? I don't know. No, I. But you, you got that it's, right. There's all sorts of there's all sorts of Silver Age stuff going on here. I mean, he's in Gorilla City, but with a modern twist, right? He's he's oh, all yeah. over the place. Oh yeah, Jix. I, I think this is her name J- that he's married, yes. and then and she comes back she's into an play alien. later. She's an alien thief. She comes back into play <sighs> later because her galaxy. Dad. Well, hold on. Her is galaxy. A scientist? Hold on. Okay. You're 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 putting other things in that we find out later. The scientist that's good friends with oh. Jimmy Olsen is is her father. Evidently, she is her people have been taken over, and she's being forced to marry the leader of the force that's taken over. And they find out she's married, so he's going to kill her because he hasn't annulled it. So she's married. So then they come to Earth to attack Earth because she's still married, and they want to kill Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen, well, Jimmy Olsen is already dead, except they won't kill her, so they're protected on the building. I'm telling you, this thing was insane. I really think everybody should read it. Once they get through the first like four of the 12 issues, they'll be like, okay, now I'm so invested, I have to keep going, and then you'll really enjoy it. Because it's fucking insane. Yes. And I think, again, like I said before, purposely insane, all the different oh, well, well, plot yes. elements. Yes, uh, clearly it's... It was intentionally written this way, but I don't know how he even did it because I can't get it all in my mind. That sounds well, like well, okay. I was I was gonna say don't worry about. I was gonna say we don't have to get into the minutia. Oh, I know. The big story is somebody's trying to kill Jimmy Olsen. Yes, and it's a mystery. And hijinks and hijinks ensue. More hijinks than you can. He keeps cropping up. He's he's still while he's quote dead. He's still doing videos, but as someone another Olson, and then, then so we have I more these Olson, Tim Olson. I mean, it's not very very well done. I mean, he's not really tied in the ball very well that he's really not dead because yeah. he's he's speaking Spanish. By the way, Jimmy Olson is fluent in Spanish. I found out in this comic book because okay. he's Jaime Olson at one point mm-hmm. speaking Spanish. He's Tim Olson. He's oh, it's so funny and so stupid, and, but great. Yes, and he he has just just to be clear, Superman. I, I'm gonna guess it. It most of these stories, Superman would have saved him because he he's he's got a watch, a rescue watch that he wears that he can hit it if he sees. And it's it's one of those one to save his life because people know he's his friend, so he becomes a threat. And two, he's a reporter and he's out there and he might see something that Superman needs to take care of. So he throws it into the coffin with his. Thing, and he tells him, because Superman can hear him anyway, he tells him, hey, this is something I have to handle on my own. Please let me handle it on my own. So he does. There's a great scene, though, when he, he is put in prison, or he's put in jail for the night, because Lex Luthor has accused him of murder uh, of someone. Yeah. And, and so they just arrest him. That Well, Lex Luthor called and said Jimmy Olsen murdered somebody, so they put him in jail. And it turns out Luthor was kind of trying to protect him, so he's in jail. 
and they're they're doing the cell thing and one of the guys is one of these guys is looking at him going well what what, what is this guy who is he why does he and the other guys are like no 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 you you do not want to mess with him you do not oh yeah. i'm gonna mess with him and he goes to shank him and all of a sudden his hand gets <laughs> you see the beam of heat vision come in and just burn the guy's hand as he drops the shank and he's like what the hell is yeah. that yeah that's superman's pal Superman ain't gonna break him out of jail, but he's not going to let you shank him in jail. Right? Maybe so uh, take he is. Back, he is a protected man. <laughs> well, and 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 so speaking of that little plot thread, when Luther accuses Jimmy of murder, you find out. Look, Lux Luther doesn't do anything without a lot of calculation behind mm-hmm. his his intent. Why he's doing something. He found out somebody other than himself, somebody other than Lex Luthor, Lex finds out, put a hit out on Jimmy Olsen. Uh And Lex isn't going to let anybody do anything in his town Mm -hmm. without him knowing about it. Yeah, it was an unsanctioned hit. Yes. So he does it on purpose to protect Jimmy to find out. And uh, so one of the many plot threads, oh, when the, when the, when the monument is, is, is destroyed, it's this huge, ginormous size of a downtown skyscraper lion thing yes. is destroyed. At the base, there's this little box that's found. Mm-hmm. And in the box, there's a photo of Lex Luthor's ancestors. And mm-hmm. in that photo, there's a redheaded kid mm-hmm. that they show right away. And I took note of that right away. Well, and that comes back well, Lex, to be important later. Lex Luthor is has red hair. Did you not know right. that? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I know that. I've yeah. Been, shoot. Even from the seventy nine or seventy eight or seventy whatever year. Yeah. No. That that Gene is... Hackman's character. Okay. Had, yeah. Well, I think it was a wig at that point in time. Yeah. Too, no, that was anyways. a wig. But no. But before he lost his hair, he had red hair. And going, but going back to the olden times, and you find out also in the backstories that there was a Luther. And a female Luther and a male Olsen that well, yeah, fell they, in love. they did a whole they did a whole Romeo and Juliet because these are two warring families. They are two they they are definitely that and they both married someone else, but yeah. there was a little redheaded child from before she got married and had other kids, and that is the that is the line that we find out to do a hav that Lex Luthor comes from. Because at one point they're searching, they're trying to find Jimmy Olsen, and they're using some sort of Hey, we can we can find him because we have a DNA finding thing tracker. Yes, and yeah. and it, it this it's so close, and they're like, well, that must be, that must be, that must be his brother, and it's like, no, his brother is over there. This is showing it's over here, and it turns out that that's Lex Luthor because they are that genetically matched. He, Jimmy Olsen, and Lex Luthor. So as we go through this, it turns out you wanna you wanna do it. I know you wanna do it. No, no. I was gonna say before we get to all that, okay. I wanted to jump. To, I mean, there's there's so yeah, much yeah. to jump around because that's what oh, the know, comic book does, right? So it just jumps around. Much. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I was just the gonna part, go ahead and ho- pull a hav and. I, th- I like that. That's a hav now. Yeah, the, I like the part where Jimmy to a Tucson spoiler dead, is called a hav. The, the well, first of all, I also love that when his fake body is killed, is killed. It's naked, by uh-huh. the way, in the chair. Oh, yeah. And well, the assassin doesn't think anything of that. Yeah, He's no, like, no, oh, no, Jimmy Olsen's naked in a chair. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. Hey, um, you've never sat in a chair naked at your own home? Yeah, yeah maybe. Sure, of course. <laughs> um, but Jimmy, when he's going to skip town, where does he skip town to first? Gotham. And sets up residence in a flea bag, bat-ridden, the, 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 the landlord, whatever. He keeps on talking about, you got to draw the coitins. And they, they do the text, the coitins. You got you to close the coitins 
and there's moiras all over the place here and it's and then of course there's interaction with jimmy and batman oh, he's and jimmy does some batman. investigation he is taunting batman at one point he yells bruce <laughs> wayne are you batman and i don't he even know if he knows it. i don't even know if he knows that but i mean no. he's a he's a sharp guy and come on if you're smart in the DC universe, you fucking figure out Bruce Wayne is Batman. He steals a tire off the Batmobile and it's in his apartment and Batman sees it and says, is that my, is that my wheel? Oh, and God. then the whole thing about finding out that Alfred's been paying employees at Wayne Enterprises. To laugh at his jokes. Is something, some enormous sum to laugh at his jokes, to do all these things. And Bruce is in the toilet in the stall, he, he, and hears people talking about it. Oh, I got, I got like three hundred dollars for that. I laughed twice, and, and I did something. There I was cried. some other thing that he, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I touched my eye. I, I touched my eye like I'm right, right, right you know, wiping a tear. That's worth this much. So, so Batman, Bruce Wayne goes back to the Batcave, and he, without turning to to Alfred, says, "Alfred, how much have you played my employees to laugh at my jokes over the years?" Uh, and he gives some exact $58,550. No, no, no. It's like $168,000. It was okay, this huge... Well, I know. No, I know. But I want to be clear. It was a gigantic sum of money in $100 or $80 increments. I mean, it is just... Yeah. And and I love that I, I will be deducting that from your salary. <laughs> And then he's got like the whole... Oh, he's... Uh, yes, uh, then he has... Steve Martin... Arrow, arrow through the, the head. head thing is like... I'm hilarious or something like that. At the <laughs> yes, end. he's decided he's hilarious. Oh, my God. That whole part just cracked me <laughs> the fuck up when he's in. Because then at the end, by the way, Batman doesn't try to step in and help out. Oh, no, he doesn't he's want like, to help it. Uh, F this guy. You're leaving Gotham. Well, you're, hey, look at you're, you're look, out of here. Look at it like this, though. Jimmy Olsen is Superman's best friend. Yeah. Super and and Jimmy Olsen's best friend is Superman. Superman is Batman's best friend. No, no, Batman, it, it, it's the way, but Superman is not, Superman's best friend is not Batman, but Batman's best friend is Superman. So, of course he's going to hate yeah. Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> Batman doesn't have a lot of friends. I, well, yes, because Superman is Batman's best friend. I know, and then, I'm sorry, one other thing. They but it, it isn't Dave the Letterman reverse. thing. What? They, Jimmy did a Dave Letterman oh, thing God, that's where, right. like, okay, let's see how many Jokers we can get in the deli before Batman shows up. And they're just, it was a, that was a Letterman thing. Oh, my God. And they just start pouring in. He's like, send them all in. And then he's like, where's Batman? And he turns around and runs into the chest of Batman. Yeah. And just little things like that he, made he, me love he this was comic He was taunting Batman. No, no. It was yes. it was hilarious. It, it, it was legitimately uh, one of the funniest comic books I've ever read. So... It, it was that what Hawkeye was that run. I was going to spoil? It was that yeah. Hawkeye run without right. a, any kind of... Well, that, that wasn't linear as, that much in that either, but... At least it had a story you could grasp and was hilarious, but it was not frantic. Oh, my God. Well, it's just because I, I wrote this down because I've used this phrase before. This was a love letter to the zany Silver Age. Absolutely. Jimmy's got Metamorpho. He's a, he's oh a huge giant-sized thing, and Metamorpho is his, is, his, is his diaper thing. Did you notice that part where Metamorpho is just around his waist? No. Like all the time? Yeah. Oh, I no, thought it was his room part. Oh, okay. It wasn't Metamorpho his roommate? Who was his roommate? No, I don't... He had a roommate. I don't know that he had a room. He had a oh, roommate. I don't know. I thought Metamorpho was that's just his That's not buddy. allowed. Okay. Uh, that's not alive. Yeah. Th- anyway, it, like I said, there was so much okay. going on in this comic, and I was trying to get through just, it to... I was trying to get through it to record last Saturday. 
Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so so there so there's that part. Then they go to Opal City for a second. Do you remember that? And they're like, nope, we're out of here. Why did they leave Opal City right away? Do you remember? Because everyone in Opal City had bow ties on. They That's were right. all dressed like Jimmy so. Olsen. Because they walked in, and then it's just like a just every man and woman was dressed the way Jimmy Olsen dressed, which is very different from the way everybody dresses everywhere else. He goes, and he the, the, he's like, nope. Nope. We gotta go. He meets up with his That's sister okay. because his 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 yeah. brother is the wealthy, powerful, do things, and he meets up with his sister who has eschewed her wealth and is in the theater. Although she has a trust fund that she's depleting to put on plays and do things, but she's she's rather famous on that. Right. So I ca- had a note. Uh huh. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you had a note. Even though a much smaller family, uh-huh. they reminded me something of without the parents being involved. Kind of like the Royal Tenenbaums, where ones were super serious. Oh yeah, ones artsy. Yeah, ones ones just a flake, but very very loose no, comparison. That, that was but a good no, comparison. But so yeah, Janie is the artsy. Mm-hmm. She is a playwright. She's mm-hmm. doing everything for the to to bring art to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, uh, it, the the whole thing was just it was it was brilliant, and I I'm almost irritated with myself that it annoyed me when I first started reading it. Until I just I guess I had to once I leaned in to it, I was like, okay, I'll go on this ride, and I did. I yeah. I went. I went on that ride hard. And to me, it was a page turner too. Much like the preacher, you know, uh-huh. it was a zany, just like okay. All right. When, so, and look, I'm not going to look, I don't, yeah, I'm going to spoil it. So who's trying to kill Jimmy Olsen? You find out that, you know, well, hold very on. kind of late, I so, think. So he, he, he basically confronts, first he confronts Lex Luthor because he's just positive it's Lex, Lex Luthor. So he kidnaps yeah, Lex yeah. Luthor by hijacking his helicopter. And he Jimmy tells can him, fly a helicopter. This, well, Jimmy can do anything. Jimmy really, he, Jimmy is kind of a badass with yeah, no superpowers. Yeah. And he's got him, he's flying him around, and Luther just, I didn't do it, plus I was here, I'm the one that had you put in jail, so you were protected, I know this was going on, I, I didn't want you dead, I do not kill my enemies, I've never killed my enemies, I like to get the look on their face when they know I have bested them, and then he takes a picture, he literally takes a picture of him, so this is my thing, yeah. and off they go, and then he's like, well, I hope you can land this, and he's like, I'm not landing this, I know you can fly a helicopter too, so you better get your ass out, and he, and he parachutes out of the dam, <laughs> he's like, you can fly, yeah. I, I know you can fly a helicopter, congratulations, so... After that, yes, go ahead. Now you can spoil it. Then I think, and then I don't even remember it either. At some point, Jimmy puts it together. You also find out that Wait. Julian's they, they Julian's running. When, at, his brother is running out of money. There are three trusts. They each have a trust. Julian has depleted all but Jimmy's trust, and so he is out from, of money. From, from reading it, they 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 thought it was infinite wealth because almost like the the the, the Carnegie or it it, it could it could have been infinite wealth, but he is not. He can't. He doesn't manage it. He spends it, and he spends it on. Yeah. I want to do this, and I want to be the man. But he's not. There's nothing behind it except they own the land. And if you just yeah. own the land and keep owning the land and only spending, it, it's the whole never touch the principal. You're fine, and you have a lot of money. He touched the principal, so so he, he's but Jimmy signed everybody. all these documents. Yes, back way when right, and he did Janie, but Janie's spending her money on the place. Yes, and and he spent. All of his money, he hasn't. T- basically, the whole crux of it: two of the two of them are depleted. Jimmy has never given him access because she gave her brother access to hers. 
because she didn't spend all yeah. her money. You can't you can't deplete that size of a, a, a trust fund just by putting on plays, even if they're not successful. As long as you're close to breaking even, and as is, I'll say this: as vaunted as she is, she was probably close to break. People come and watch them. She's funding it, but they're not losing a billion dollars on her plays. Billions of dollars. Yeah. 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 But they are, he is spending, she gave her brother access and he depleted both of theirs. Jimmy's never given, he's never even touched it. So here he has this thing that has just been growing. It's the, the, his assets are, are growing and being handled and not spent. So and Jimmy's brother, Julian, that goes by Julie, finds uh-huh. out from whoever their, their advisor, accountant, lawyer. Well, you know, yeah, you don't have access to the money unless, you know, he's something dead. unfortunate were to happen yeah. to Jimmy. So he has him killed. And, and then Jimmy and leans Julian into does it. the whole row. Julian says, "Leave us." Yes. And, and then, and then he has him killed. Well, he tries to, and one of the people he recruits is the the armadillo. Porcadillo, yes. Porcadillo, yes. Which it's, is just it's hilariously a, it, bad. Well, he was the son of two other supervillains. Yes. The son of two. No, he's the 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 son and the grandson. Sorry, there was a the original. Then the next one, the 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 son, and but he's not the same. He's not the same supervillain. He he becomes his own guy, yeah. and he is the he hears villain. it. And at one time, it, at one point, Jimmy Olsen was taking photo doing headshots for villains and heroes. I'm assuming he did it for both. So he did a headshot for yeah. him, and he was very grateful. And he said, "What what do I owe you?" And Jimmy's just like you don't owe me anything, and but if anybody ever, and he says, well, if anybody ever wants to kill, I mean, basically he says, I'll make sure no one ever kills you is the gist of it. So when he hears, when he realizes who wants to kill him, he's on a yeah. mission to save Jimmy Olsen because he promised save. to save him. So it's yeah. just I, and then you, the the detective he goes to. By the way, there's so many different things in this. James Corrigan, who is which is also the name of the not, Spectre's not alter that ego. one. Yes, not that. But one. he's he not every time. People. He's like, I'm not that James Corrigan. I'm not that because he'll which, knock on the door and he goes, Detective James Corrigan, and people are like, Oh shit! No, not that the one. Spectre. Not not yeah. that one. Which for some reason made me think of uh, Michael Bolton from Office Space. Like I don't know why, because the poor guy is named oh, Michael God, Bolton yes. in Office Space. Why should like, it's not Why my, should I'm I not change changing. my name? I'm not the one that sucks. I'm not. I'm not. I remember something like I'm not a no talent ass clown. <laughs> I'm not the no talent ass clown named Michael Bolton. Why should I change my fucking name or something? <laughs> Anyways, which Michael Bolton got a rehab for me anyway when he did that Lonely Island thing with uh, Andy Samberg and his crew, where he's big into Pirates of the Caribbean. Have you ever seen that YouTube video? No, I haven't. Do yourself a favor. Okay. Lonely Island, Michael Bolton video. Oh my God, it's freaking hilarious. I'd like to thank all of y'all for listening. I have my homework. I guess you'll find out what we're going to talk about next time. Next, no. Uh. So James Corrigan's in this. Oh my God. Jimmy goes and recruits an intergalactic force to help defend the planet. Do you remember that that part? Yes, yes. I Now that you say it, yes, Uh. he goes and it is just this weird brogue group and he the the whole standing up in front of them telling getting them to come and fight with him yeah it was weirdly awesome yeah yes okay so they oh oh and it was bro dude that that was it was like because it was bro code it was bro code hey so it was the do the right thing man it's it's like the tracksuit mafia oh my god and then There's references to Silver Age, but also to movies. Jimmy goes dressed in drag to a ball. Do you remember that part? Oh, well, he goes... And his brother immediately falls for him? Yes, he dances with his... Dude, he is always... In the the comics, he's always in drag. And he makes a lovely woman. The wig falls off, and he does the whole Godfather Part 2 thing where he says... I know it was you. I know it was you, Julie. You broke my heart, or whatever. 
you know, because <laughs> Julie put a hit out on his own flesh and blood. And then, of course, Julie runs out. And then, you know, and I love for some reason, it's always been cool to me that if somebody is named Julian, a, you know, the dude, his nickname is Julie. I always thought that was kind of cool for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Julie runs and is making a run for the airport because, you know, he thinks he's going to get away on an airplane from mm-hmm. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Mm-hmm. Although Superman doesn't get involved like he mm-hmm. promised. But eventually they nab, they nab Julie in. But at some point, didn't he somehow? Oh, because when Jimmy died, he depleted all of Jimmy's money. Oh yeah, no, right? there's no. Or, they they are all broke. Everything's broke. They've captured him. Every everything's everyone's broke. The the whole the whole Olsen family has no money. They the Daily Planet is shutting. To their lawyer the, landlord the landlord lawyer. Yeah, the the Daily Planet is shutting down, and that's when. Someone and I can't remember who realizes Mrs. Tessmacher. Mrs. Tessmacher comes. Oh, to- Mrs. Tessmacher gives them information about the Luther Trust. Trust. There is a trust for the Luthers, and it says in it. And right now, there is only one Luther, and that is Lex. That, that he doesn't have kids. He doesn't have anything. He is the last living member of the Luther family, and he has complete and total control over the trust because within the trust, it says that it has it has to be unanimous decisions by all family members in the trust. Right, which is a little confusing to me at the end because wouldn't Janie and Jimmy and yes. Julie all be living heirs? Yes, yes. Now maybe Julie loses his rights because he's a con- convicted felon. Well, but, I don't know. But but you're you're missing what went on. So he finds out that they're all related. So Jimmy goes in and tells him this and says, "No one ever has to know because that's the that's thing. Right. Go ahead. No one that's ever right. has to know except you. Right. Right. And you can you I will allow you to keep complete and total control over everything as long as you fund my sister's stuff. You buy the Daily Planet and you never." touch and it's funny because he has owned the day lex luther has owned the daily planet in a number of, yeah. of comics and yet you have no editorial control we can do they can do whatever the fuck they want you can't do anything and that's it and you get to run everything and then they have some back and forth where lex is going off like lex does and you'll never this and that and and he confesses to doing things and throughout this jimmy olsen has had this little floating Automata- uh, uh, like a- automatic camera that that he uses to do all of his stuff and that's when that pops up and he goes oh no since you've all confessed to all of this and that's the i think that's the part of that he uses as a story about lex luther no, right not not the no, blackmail so part Le- yeah lex eventually agrees to it I oh think. yeah oh well he does but because- then says i just want yeah but he wants to he's, he also can't help himself and says by the way i'm the one that there sabotaged your your jump I'm the one that had yes. that guy killed that put, gave you the wrong injection. I'm the yes. one that did X, Y, and Z. And that's when the little floating GoPro pops up and says, and says, I'm glad you agreed. And thank you for the story, Lex. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's right. Yeah. That, that was how Lex it works. Is getting arrested. And now he, now yeah. Jimmy Olsen is the publisher of the daily planet. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> including the joke also- where, where uh, I, I, I loved it. Cause doesn't, doesn't the, uh, Oh, what's the name? Perry, of White. The, Perry White calls him chief. Right. That was awesome. Calls him chief. And you find out at the beginning that this whole time, by the way, it's not like I read a bunch of Superman to begin with, but I didn't mm-hmm. know Jack about Jimmy Olsen. I don't know if this was in the comics before. 
Jimmy Olsen doesn't get paid anything to work at the well, Daily Planet. I, I don't. Yeah, no. Well, I, I mentioned that that he wasn't taking a salary. Okay, you did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he yeah, does take a salary. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you already mentioned that. Just oh my god, if it sounds like we're talking and out of our ass and all over the place, it's because that's how this comic is is written and set up, and it's awesomely set up like that. It is, like I said, a love letter to zany Silver Age, weird, all over the place, craziness. In every issue, multiple things happening, and it's fun. So. It really is. It is a it is a damn good time. I I really enjoyed it. I hope to never have to read another thing like that again, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was. I mean, I didn't go look a whole bunch. Is this it for Jimmy Pal? Is this this kind of thing for Matt Fraction on this property? I think it I might don't be, know. You know. I think I, I hold on. Let me see something. No, I I'm looking now to anyways. Yeah. Well, there's uh, on oh, Hoopla. Man. It's only the one. It's only the one, yeah. but I, I don't know if there were yeah. more, but good Lord, that was, that was amazing. I, well done you. It was exhausting. Well, it was exhausting. well done you. Good suggestion. Although in fairness, like I said, I was planning on reading that anyway, so it wasn't. You were going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That was, that was in but, my queue of, I, I would have read it and then I probably would have suggested that you read it for the, the pod. So you, you got hold of one that I was going to probably do. So I was a little hesitant to do it cold. Without yeah. having read it, but since uh-huh. it was Matt Fraction, With that I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably it's it's even if it's not great, it's going to be pretty darn good." Yeah, there's sure going to be there's going to be stuff in it, and instead, it was just I I really do think I will probably I'll give myself a month or two, and I think I'll reread it now that I know what's going on. Then I can look for you know what I mean. Well, and all the guy, there's so many references to Jimmy's past, and like I if I would have had time to be in front of a computer or Google every little reference that's made of Jimmy <laughs> being a last lad and an armadillo and mm-hmm. giant sized and I'm pretty sure knowing fraction, these were all references to Silver Age you know, zany oh, stuff I, from the I comic caught, back I in the day. I caught enough of the references that yes, it is all reference to Silver Age stuff. It is oh, it yes. is reference to the comic that was jimmy superman's pal jimmy olsen which was a zany comic aimed aimed at kids in the silver age and it was it was evidently fun i i probably if i were if i were a kid in the in the 50s i probably would have read it and absolutely adored it well in the silver age stuff too remember a lot of the silver age stuff in actually the the main superman titles in batman was all zany yeah that's when you got batman in space you get mm-hmm. batman in a kaleidoscope thing uniform a costume you get batman in space you get batmite mm-hmm. i think i said batman in space twice it, it was just the the silver age especially did, early before did, it got all dark and get, gritty in the 70s did we have batman in space in the, in the 70s i mean in the silver age yeah yeah i think we did i think we did like maybe Maybe two or three times. <laughs> I'm just, I know. I don't know why I said that twice. Uh, no, you were. So we, yeah. you needed you needed three things in your list, two of which were my, my rule, favorite. Rule of three. My, my my favorite my favorite was a Thirty Rock episode where where Liz Lemon says, "Come on, I'm awesome. I I do this. I do this." I always put three things. I, I always had a third thing when I'm listing. I wish I could remember the first two, but I mean, the, the third was, and I always, yeah. I always had a third thing when I'm listing. <laughs> That's awesome. I, well, now that makes me feel better because I'm in yeah. good company. Yes. <laughs> Although mine was completely accidental. Yes. So yeah, wow, that was exhausting to talk about. By the way, it, it really was. I think we did a better job than I expected because I read it and I'm like, I this thing went so many directions. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to talk about it. I just, oh my God, what a comic book. We didn't even talk about the little kitty comic book parts. Remember when yeah. they were kids? Yeah, when they were, they, oh they did God. a whole, 
they did a whole Calvin and Hobbes peanuts. Calvin and Hobbes mm. peanuts meet. What's the family circle? Family circle. Com- yeah. co- y- y- because so right. it had some family right. circle stuff, but it was more. You're it was right. more pe- it, it was more. It was more a, a Calvin and Hobbes peanuts kind of thing because it it was definitely a peanuts type, but it had someone who clearly. And I mean, there. I don't think there's a comic book writer of Matt Fraction's generation who did not read Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, that is, and Calvin and Hobbes is great. But yeah, yeah, well, no, it's it's the, one of the greatest. It, it is. Yeah, I would say comic strip wise, it's, it's my favorite comic strip of all time. I was going to say my big three. If we're real fast, that Far Side, Bloom County. In no. Yes. And you know, I was and, never big into the other. Doonesbury was never in, eh, but Bloom see, County. See, I, I loved I loved Doonesbury, but that was when I was older, and I loved Bloom County when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. I I I absolutely loved that. But that and Boondocks. You want my big three? Oh, oh my God! Boondocks. Calvin and Hobbes, shit. Boondocks, and you've seen the cartoon, right? Bloom County. Yeah, I have. Okay, Boondocks. Oh my God. Yeah, no, but that yeah, comic Boondocks strip. Is a good call. That comic strip the was com- amazing. Now I got to go dig. I have the. I have an anthology of the first whatever. It's a. I, I'm showing him, like an inch thick. One of the big. One of the, the big. Of the just comic strip. Tons of yeah, tons of the comic strips in it, and I, yeah. I'm gonna have to go reread that because I haven't read that in years. Because well, that's hilarious. I have- I have the far side, I have Calvin and Hobbes, and I have the Bloom County collections. Yeah. I, that's how much I love those. Yeah, I, I've had a number yeah. of those. I think I had Bloom County collections, too. I should reread those as well. Anyway, we are way off track, and we have been on here yeah. for a while. Yes. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to this point, but we got to suggest stuff for next time. There, there you go. I was going to say, I, I was like, I thought you were going to, I'm like, we can't wrap up yet. We got to suggest stuff for for next time. So what do you got? I had talked about going back to the mythology, but having read Jimmy Olsen in this fun comic book made me think of another fun comic book that I have read from the either early, mid to late 2010s or 2000s. I didn't look it up. Next Wave. It is on the hoopla, my friend. Next next and Wave? I'm, it's Marvel. Okay. Next Wave, all one word. It's the first volume six issues. I think you've mentioned this before. I've told you about it before. I, it, speaking of fun and zany and all over the place, but not I, I don't think it's going to be nearly as disjointed as this. It's just craziness. I'm going to keep on the same whatever with Jimmy Olsen and go next wave. Okay, that, that'll be good. I typed in and next wave and I'm not seeing a comic book. So you can send it all to together. me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, next wave all together. Okay. Yeah, all together. All, all together. Right. Oh, there we go. Next wave, volume one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So yeah. I I came in today. I was just going to go ahead and finally do Ultimate Spider-Man, volume one. Mm-hmm. And then I'm now I'm thinking Invincible, but I think I'm going to stick with Ultimate Spider-Man just to okay. go back to that well. Because we talked about, I particularly want to do it because having listened to the podcast that we just dropped while I was editing it, and you talking about not thinking that that Peter Parker was immediately dead and replaced by Miles Morales, and I'm like, holy crap! Yeah. So I I think you should read it. It's the it's it's on Hoopla. It's Volume One, and at least it was the last time I looked. And if it's not, I'll go grab my graphic novel and give it to you because I've got I've got okay. it because I need to get that. They were at my I'm gonna go I'm going over to my parents today, and the sheet I left all of my Ultimate comic graphic novels. Ultimate Spider-Man graphic novels there because my nephew was reading them. I got him unlimited for Christmas so he can read if he wants to. He can read whatever he wants there. So I'll, if it's not, and I'm pretty sure it is. Here, I have it pulled up. I'll look real fast. Oh, well, I have it pulled up. I was going to click borrow on for next wave. 
lots of ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, no, it's there. I I looked it up before. I I looked that up when I was looking for originally when I was looking for boom Miles Morales one through seven. Yeah. That's it. Hey, I was going to mention, mm-hmm. because I do this a lot, the next wave, the, the I think next wave is only two volumes. I might read both two volumes, but we can we, we feel free to just read the first volume. I'll probably end up reading both because it's usually, if, if memory serves and if it holds up at all, it's a pretty quick read. Okay. Well, it's only just 12. I don't feel it's, compelled. It it's, it's only 12 issues. If I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I might read the other one because I I I, like I have that. not I have not read it since I read it back then. So okay. I'd be very curious. I, I bought it floppy and it's in a box somewhere. But I'm just going to read it on Hoopla. Uh, based on when it came out what and it other things, you you said it came out in the 2010s. I I suspect I will I enjoy so. it. it or at least find yeah. merit in it because that that's a that's a time period where there weren't a lot of misses or at least if there were misses, it was more technical misses than hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and not, not not to sound too much. Okay, so the, that is what we'll read, and you know you can read if you do that, and you want to go further. I can I can perfectly happy to read a second volume of Spider Man. I'll always I'll read more Spider Man. Cool, I cool. I don't know right off the top of my head what what the next arc is, and because it, it might be it might be something to lead into. It would, might be good because you get this, and then you get that next arc, which kind of gives you a whole thing going on. This was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. We talked a lot about comic books, which is rare for this podcast. Hav and Charles talk comics. I mean, I don't think we talked enough Star Trek, but I'm sure we have another. <laughs> Here on Hav and Charles talk Star Trek, we just mainly talk about two comics for some reason now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, th- there might be enough episodes of A Strange New World. Is that the... Strange, strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Just... Just strange yeah. new worlds. Okay, there might be enough episodes up that I start watching because I I do I do want to watch that. But thank you all very much for listening. We we truly appreciate it. Thank you, Hav, for indulging me and letting me do a podcast with you. Likewise, thank you so much, Charles, for the podcast, doing everything, the editing. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>